Why is it bringing up... Like... giving me the definition of too much. <laughs> too listen, much. Listen to this. An intolerable, impossible, or exhausting situation or experience. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that it would define two words together. Apparently. Used in a sentence, too much, the effort proved too much for her. Indeed. My mega dick proved too much for her. <laughs> Much Beast Wars! Man, these things look like toys. I don't even have a mouth, Megatron! <laughs> I am transformed. Sigmaballs! Gary! Maximal! Maximal! That we transform. Crying is better than nothing, much like this podcast. Huh? Oh, oh, no, not that. Oh! Welcome back, listeners, to episode 100 of Too Much Energon. That's right, 100 episodes. 100. Up. 100. <laughs> 100 episodes. That's exactly how much you need to juice up to defeat Megatron on Too Much Energon. Are, wait, are we, talk, are, we, are we talking Megatron or are we talking Galavar? Are we talking Galvatron? We're talking Galavar. <laughs> okay. Come on. <laughs> you, you think juiced up Pterosaur can... Sexy Pterosaur, you, if you will? You think, you think sexy Pterosaur could beat OG Megatron? Please. Uh, but then again, the Predacons can be blasted to bits and be put back together. Yep. Not much so. Like, not so with the Autobots and Decepticons. And uh, speaking of blasted to bits and put back together, <laughs> this intro, <laughs> too much energon. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the podcast where uh, Mr. Siege and NeoCal uh, talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. And on our very special 100th episode, we are finishing off the War for Cybertron Kingdom, Chapter 6. Kingdom. <laughs> Battle for Robot Planet. Empire. Empire. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, it, to me, I, I love it when things come full circle. Uh, it's the 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 creative writing student you in me. I think bitch. I love it when things come full circle. And to me, and this was absolutely one hundred percent not planned. But episode one of Too Much Energon obviously was about the first episode of Beast Wars, the first appearance of the beasts of Planet Energon. And episode one hundred is about War for Cybertron Kingdom. Episode six, the latest appearance of the beasts of planet energon and to me that feels really just the stars like aligning perfectly 99 problems and beast wars ain't one of them <laughs> i got yeah. 99 i got i got 99 episodes and a beast ain't one yeah <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, well just uh well, you got that, uh, uh, I heard you got the clap, good buddy, so, uh, rub some calamine lotion on it and crack open, uh, 
nice ice cold Budweiser. Yeehaw. <laughs> uh, a lukewarm pack of lucky. It's <laughs> been sitting in the back of the truck for two weeks. Uh, uh, lucky for uh, for the American. I was just listeners. going to say, lucky is like what? What's the, the equivalent? Lucky is like very like low grade. Uh, Pabst canadian redneck beer it's fucking terrible i it astonishes me that people drink it but those uh those canadian rednecks who like to go out for a rip uh really like it i'm surprised in that song out for a rip he doesn't talk like call shout out lucky i'm a little surprised too but um that must be a more of a west coast thing could be yeah just like more of a west coast thing uh we got west side versus east side going on in war for cybertron kingdom but before east side before we go and we go throwing up whether you're west side or east side um someone's got a an, an addition to the family a certain uh, certain siege yeah so uh, i'm going to uh uh i i'm going to uh, preface this by saying uh, apologies in this episode if you hear me clearing my throat or coughing or whatever uh i have a bit of a throat infection right now um very and i looked it up i'm not going to go into what it is but it's something very obscure and very weird <laughs> and it just which may or may not be related to snorting uh ground up powdered energon <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with me, like things like the common cold or the flu, et cetera, et cetera. I don't get sick from those really ever, but when I do get sick, it's something really fucking weird and rare. Like I once got an illness that was actually, um, to be perfectly honest, life-threatening. I once got an illness that was life-threatening that was so rare and bizarre the doctors were asking me if I had been to like the tropics recently. And I'm like, have you been to like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, <laughs> have you been to Madagascar in the last two weeks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like that level of questioning. So when I get sick, <clears throat> when I get sick, it's weird and it's rare. And uh, indeed I have a throat thing that is weird and rare and I don't know how I got it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so nobody yes. does. Nobody does. Not nobody even will. The doctors. It might be that fucking. Might be oh, from that fucking. Weird. Might be from that fucking crazy lady that I was sort of I dating. Bet, I bet you that's what it is. <laughs> that uh, there we go. Everything makes sense now. Uh, real quick, uh, listeners, I I was uh, kind of sort of seeing this chick for like the past like month or so off and on and she really outed herself to being completely normal yes yes that's um yeah uh, too basic for you way <laughs> too mentally stable you know <laughs> had to live laugh love like mug uh on lengthy unhinged text messages uh going off at me accusing me of things that i never even said or did so what you're saying is she's going to be watching this <laughs> and she's uh, going to take you down <laughs> god i hope not um anyway uh yeah so when i was at the clinic uh or when i was 
I went to a walk-in clinic the other day and was uh, because I knew something was wrong with my throat and like my uh, lymph nodes in my neck had been hurting. So I'm like, okay, there, there's something up. I have some kind of infection. So I went and got it, uh, uh, put my name in it at the walk-in clinic and they're like, yeah, it's going to be like, you know, a few hours uh, wait time. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I walked around and there was a store in the city that I uh, live in currently on uh, Nanaimo, British Columbia called Pyramid Games. And I'd been trying to go there uh, a few times uh, over uh, since I moved back here. I'd been trying to go there, but they, they always seem to be closed. But they happen to be located like pretty much um, right across the street from the mall where this walk-in clinic uh, that I had checked in at was is located. And so I walked out and noticed that they actually were open. So I'm like, oh, hey, cool. So I went in there uh, looking for Transformers. And, uh, well, the store was uh, was interesting. Oh, I'm, I'm checking out their website right now. It's, uh, it's no cherry bomb. Uh, think of the toy store, toy and video game store equivalent of... Uh, your boomer uncle's uh, uh, giant garage filled with just stuff everywhere, completely disorganized, discombobulated. Um, I'm looking at their Facebook page, and it kind of looks like a pawn shop. It has that vibe. It has big pawn shop energy. I'm not trying to throw shade at Pyramid Games. Um, the I, I went in there and I found something really cool. And I found another thing, too, that I'm probably going to go back and purchase when I have a little bit more money. Um, I'm not trying okay, to throw shade they, at they them. They got a lot of... They're making the most of the space they have. I'll say that. It's just... Uh, the interior is just very disorganized compared to what I'm used to uh, yeah. in terms of buying old used toys. Yeah. Uh, but I was in there for probably a good hour and a half, like just perusing, like trying to find Transformers in the like 12 different places that they had Transformers located. Um, and I was <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. They, the, the or organization is a little bit. Um, and I was about to give up. I was quite literally about to ask, uh, cause I came in with a backpack and they were like, the guy was like, Hey, we, we ask everyone, uh, if, uh, everyone who has backpacks, if they, uh, can, uh, give them to us so we can leave them behind them, the counter, leave them behind the counter. Uh, and I'd never been in there before, so I didn't know that, but I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, no, totally. And I'm like, Hey, I get it. This is a really shitty part of town because <laughs> it is, um, and, but yeah, so I was about to ask for my backpack uh, back and I noticed behind the counter buried beneath like a bunch of like random stuff. There was like an entire row of like boxed transformers. And I'm like, oh, and again, this is, this is when I right when I was about to leave. You didn't even I was, notice. Yeah, I, I was like, I was like, oh, this is the treasure trove that I've been looking for. And so I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and I see a thing that uh i want to give a shout out to uh uh canonized listener lady glitch uh a thing that i discovered because she had taken a photo of the transformers at a toy store where she lives 
in uh, Georgia. And <clears throat> I became aware of this specific toy because it just happened to be in this photo that she took. And so I went on the old trusty TF wiki to figure out what exactly what it was. And I'm like, oh, this and this thing became like very high up on my uh, to buy list. But I, I never found it in Victoria, but I happened to find one in this like tr buried treasure trove behind the counter at uh, Pyramid Games in Nanaimo. Oh, and uh, here he is. Uh, if you're an audio listener, uh, link in the description for the video. Uh, go to the, go check out the video version. Follow here. us on social media. Maybe we'll uh, we'll post it there. I'm pretty sure I already posted it to the Too Much Energy. Oh yeah, I, th I think Twitter you already. Page. Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah. Uh but but here he is, Big Time Gary himself. Big Time Gary. This is the uh uh in box and the box is uh in still in quite good condition. This is the 2016 20th anniversary Beast of Beast Wars, uh Year of the Monkey Optimus Primal. The box looks sick. And there he is, folks. So this is a redeco of Beast Machines Air Supreme class, just like that unholy abomination of Cheetor that I own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Supreme class uh, uh, Air Attack Optimus Primal from Beast Machines. I noticed that it wants you to press something there. Uh, the batteries in him are dead, unfortunately. I already tried. Doesn't do anything. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably needs some some juice. Yeah, it's a six-year-old toy at this point. What is it supposed to make a sound like? Uh, I can only hope it's um, Gary Chalk going, Ugh! According to the TF wiki, they actually changed the... They, they changed the sound chips, chips, so he says different things than the original version of the toy. In the original version of the toy, I think it was actually our man Gary himself like saying stuff. But I think this version just says generic things like transform and till all are one. So he's redecoed to give him a color scheme reminiscent of G1 Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. The, he's got the, some red, the red and, and blue. Blue. And some black. Wow. Not bad. Sweet artwork on the box there. art is pretty good. Uh yes. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I happened to find this at Pyramid Games and uh they actually like we negotiated the price. And so the... did it not a, does do things have stickers with prices on there or do they just kind of pick something up and go, uh, what do you think? How'd that work? Some of their items in there have price tags on them, but the the guy told me he's like, yeah, the price tags aren't really valid anymore because like what we do now is like we we look we we check some websites and we look at like what its current market value is and then we negotiate from there. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Um, and so I was like going to eBay along with the dude, look like looking this up, like looking up completed listings for like what it was uh, what it was going for, and then we just like kind of bartered a little bit for a price. Okay, okay. Which was kind of fun. I, I, I actually like uh I, I like haggling. Yeah, me too, which is one of the reasons I like pawn pawn shops. Bet best I can do is uh uh four million deceptive bucks. Cash. And <laughs> um due to inflation, you know, like I don't know, what is that? Uh, a few loonies and a toonie? <laughs> Enough to go out for a rip. 
Yeah, Fiverr. And, and get a, a, a double double at Timmy's. Remember when like putting five dollars of gas in a vehicle was like worth stopping at a gas station? Remember when putting two bucks worth of gas was worth stopping at a gas station? Because I certainly do. I was really young, but I I remember like people being like, yeah, I'm just going to stop and put two bucks gas in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, times. Uh, oh, times they are a change. And <laughs> they certainly are. Come gather around people wherever you are. The amount of energy, this is why the beast formers are so tiny and more energy efficient. And uh, energon prices fucking skyrocketed in uh, other iterations of beast formers, but not in uh, not in uh, the old War for Cybertron trilogy. Mm, and on, different and the, timeline. Yeah, different different timeline results in the uh, same characters being I, uh, different levels of mass and I, uh, uh oh, excuse me i uh i i was kind of looking forward to like you know mega t-rex megatron being like handheld and then being like oh aren't these guys cute but you know what i wanted work. to see you know what i wanted to see was op battle david himself optimus prime going into truck mode and our man justin primal like getting into the driver's seat like like a how Mad hype, Max Fury Road. How where, fucking hype would it would that have been? And then like the Predacons get inside Astro Train, right? Yeah. And there's a scene where they're like riding at each other, <laughs> and the camera's switching back and forth, and it goes to the the, the stick shift, and there's like a little skull that's like rattling. Error like, heavy ter rock. Terrorsaur is like in the cockpit of Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> I live. I die. I live again. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, this is the big one, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 100 of Too Much Energon. And this week we are talking about War for Cybertron Kingdom, Chapter 6, the final installment. And if you wanted the ultimate crossover that deals with timey-wimey bullshit and every single almost every single transformer uh era then you've come to the right place because we got time shenanigans aplenty and they i i, I like how they try to do a um event they try to have an avengers endgame moment in this episode and it kind of falls flat because like it half of it is just refractors and seekers <laughs> <laughs> I was, you made the joke before I was going to wait for till we were at the park, but I was like, <laughs> wow, look at all the dead friends coming to help us. Too bad. Like all of them are refractor. And just like the 15 dead seekers that they massacred the nameless seekers that were just used as fodder yeah. and the, uh, redeckles of, um, of, um, what were the ones that died on the, the Autobot side, the redeckles of, um, Oh, oh, uh, uh, who are the Autobot redecos? Um, <clears throat> was it not Red Alert? Um, not Ironhide. Uh, oh, uh, um, not Sunstreaker, but I always like mix him up. Yeah, but he, yeah. He's a super com like common mold, even in the War for Cybertron trilogy. He was redecoed like so many times. 
Yeah, exactly. And the, those are the ones that fall in the background for the Autobots, the, the refractor of the Autobots, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even remember. <laughs> so if you're a refractor, Redeckel. Sideways? Uh, Sideways, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's his name. Yeah, he's like red. We, we see him in, not in this but in, in previous episodes of War for Cybertron, we've we've seen him here. The there, get get shot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, what's happening? What's happening in Chapter Six here? Uh, so the Autobots crash uh, <clears throat> in the Ark. They crash land on uh, uh, Planet Megatron, Cybertron itself. And to weirdly enough, to signify the fact that the planet is dying, we have snow because snow on this technological planet you know like all the snow on mars and the moon yeah those dead snow a thing that is specifically uh dependent on moisture in the atmosphere which is dependent on having oceans which uh cybertron does not have nor did it ever climate change is a bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah Fuck button, am I right? <laughs> Told you global warming was fake. <laughs> now give me that. Is here. Now we're going to create some more jobs for oil. Yeehaw. That's right. Heat up the atmosphere. <laughs> so there's a nuclear winter for some reason to yep. make it cold and desolate feeling, I guess. But like there is an atmosphere on cybertron but that's to regulate like temperatures and um, gases and stuff like that because they do and grab have engines and and uh and it can retain that because there is gravity yeah right so the planet's massive enough that it has a strong gravitational pull and that's what holds in its atmosphere just like like earth right um but the atmosphere is snow yeah. And moisture usually isn't good for metal. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like now the planet's covered in snow. And so, like you, the first thing, and I don't really care. It's it's aesthetic. It's providing no, atmosphere I, for the show. But at the I, same I time, I actually I'm like, like a, I really like a snowy aesthetic. Like it, exactly. So but I, it, it's one of those things where I didn't even reach the ele the the elevator didn't even reach the refrigerator <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like snow on my cybertron it's less likely than you think <laughs> uh but here we go and uh but before we get to the snow they're making multiple warp jumps through the mass effect relays the mass relays and um so trans like oops <laughs> dead dead universe guys I can't remember the episode, and uh, listeners, if anyone remembers, uh, uh, feel free to let us know. But there is an episode of Stargate Atlantis where the Daedalus had to do this. They had to make a series of small jumps in rapid succession. And when I was watching this, I'm like, oh, yeah, they they clearly watched this episode of Stargate. Oh, you feel it's very similar? Yeah. Oh, actually, no. I feel I think there was an episode of some star trek series where they had to do that too they had to like drop out of warp and then go back into warp i feel like that there's this, like a common <clears throat> sci-fi it's common enough that it's like a yeah it's in sci-fi do we know why the arc is doing this though 
I thought no. the first time it went into the dead universe was an anomaly, right? Because the space bridge was exploded <laughs> at the same time they were passing through it. So kind of like their destination, like before AOL could connect to the internet, someone pulled, like, oh, picked up the phone. Right. No, and you're in a sp space in between having warped but technically having already warped, which put them in the dead universe. This so time you're in, they're just So you're in the through. matrix, you're in the matrix and you have picked up the phone and you have dematerialized into the phone line and you're doing that POV shot through, through the, through phone the data, core, through, through the data as the matrix code but is then like Agent flying Smith all around pulls you. The pl <laughs> pulls the landline. <laughs> and so you're kind of just like chilling there with like matrix code, like surrounding you being like, whoa or like in uh bill and ted's excellent adventure when they're in the phone <laughs> yeah they do exactly what yeah, you yeah when they're when they're in the phone booth like uh traveling through time and the and they're antennas. just all like they're just all like whoa like and the antennas like sparking and breaking and they're like yeah we gotta fix it man <laughs> quickly and they give everybody like, like dude there's chew. something wrong with the booth <laughs> <laughs> no way <laughs> Yes, way. Uh, listeners, I just rewatched uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, it's a movie I do go back to, like probably once every couple of years. Uh, so I've rewatched it quite a bit. Um, I, I own it. On it's what we definitely need to do a. Uh, I think that should be our next. That, I think that should be our next. There we go. Track, I agree totally. Um, I, I I just rewatched it recently. That movie is such a joy, and it is. It's, it's great. And I always forget, like, just how, like, other than one, like, weird, like, homophobic slur that occurs, like, midway through the film, it's shockingly wholesome it's, for what it it's is. It's very wholesome. It's, like, it's surprisingly wholesome. I'm, and even like, the, the slur or whatever, like, if you take it as them, like, joking around, it, it, it almost transcends it. So, like, pe people that are comfortable with each other or uh or our partners or like whatever or friends or whatever they'll call each other like they'll drop e the f-bomb or it'll be like oh what are you gay it's kind of come full circle like calling stuff gay now is kind of like <laughs> at least on my facebook feed I if you're listening it, to this in conservative and you're shocked that most of my friends are <laughs> Our LGBTQ plus. Um, I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but like uh, now, calling I'm sure stuff gay is. I'm, I'm is good. <laughs> I'm sure conservatives like gave up on this podcast like 90 episodes ago. Yeah, you're not tuning in on level. <laughs> I was gonna say level 100. Welcome to level 100 of the Matrix. <laughs> the oh. Oracle has been expecting you. <laughs> if you're seeing, if if you're seeing common common um common themes along with the matrix that is not an accident well our current format in this uh podcast where we to eat chips <laughs> and <laughs> to live react to the show <laughs> if you're wondering what we're talking what cal is talking about go to patreon.com and if you're wondering slash like, laser comb the siege is sick you you get all the answers <clears throat> on the patreon um <laughs> uh, uh, uh Oh fuck! I lost my train of thought there. No, okay. So, our, like our current format of too much energy on, uh, as it stands now, where we kind of like bullshit for like twenty minutes or so, and then 
talk about whatever we're talking about proper was a format that we introduced with episode 36. So I feel like episode thir very shortly after episode 36 is when the um uh is when the 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 right leaning listeners the wrong leaning listeners I'm just going to come okay right, because then we right started being a little bit more personal and yeah yeah I'm just going to come right out and say it the wrong leaning listeners um I feel like that's when they checked out shortly after is when they would have checked out of the show if they had kept up to that point. The thing is there's such a, I have so many like right mild, like friends and family. I even like align with a lot of things. Siege hates guns. I like guns. Right. Um, uh, one of us is a uh, pro choice. The other one is a uh, pro death. Uh, no, nobody has kids <laughs> no <laughs> i made the mistake one time when i was really tired um talking about that saying i was pro, pro. abortion yeah instead of pro, <laughs> instead of <laughs> pro death <laughs> and uh i kind of like stuck with that because i got like the most evil kind of like look in, in a weird way i kind of am pro death because i did die <laughs> Pro death. <laughs> I, I did die by uh, by my own hand. That's uh, that that's a truth. Wait, bomb wait, right wait, there. folks. Try to try to figure out um, what Christopher's secret is. He's died. He's been struck by lightning. He has owned swords in the past, and nobody knows how old he is. <laughs> And here, if you look at one of his tattoos, uh, yeah, <laughs> here I am, born to be a king. Just I'm saying. just saying. <laughs> how, what's the what's the oldest picture you can find of Siege? I bet he looks exactly the same. Well, there we go. Looking now up we know on what to make Lex, a musical looking, outro. <laughs> look, looking up on Lex Luthor's computer, you find a photo of me from like World War One, and I'm just like Black in the background. And white picture. Like, I'm just in the background, standing next to Wonder Woman. Looking exactly as I do now, just with a less bullshit haircut. Less <laughs> bullshit haircut. <laughs> Yeah, we got we got we got uh, Halloween colors. It's Halloween during the time of recording. We've got, oh yeah, um, yeah, Autumn. happy, happy, happy Halloween, uh, listeners. It's de, uh, de the time Muertos. of recording. It is, yeah. it is Halloween. Happy Spooktober. Happy um, Day of the Dead. Happy um, Happy Gay Day. Is it is it Gay Day? Uh, I, every day I say is gay we day extend Pride <laughs> Month. <laughs> <laughs> I say we extend Pride Month all the way into and through October. And then, and then, I will let the Christmas people have all of November. I, that's where I, that, those are my terms. <laughs> uh, to, to, to mention canonized listener Lady Glitch again, uh, apparently in her city of residence, uh, their Pride Festival is coming up soon. So it, it it works. It's kind of there. You kinda, go. Kind of gay season, you know. Huh. Well, I know that in American, um, lots of different American cities, there are like Chicago has their like Pride Week or Pride 
time like in a certain time like in the fall or like spring yeah. or whatever and it kind of like jumps around to differentiate themselves from different like cities and stuff like that right and uh listeners um i, I i'm just gonna warn you now this is episode 100 of too much energon this is kind of a celebratory episode so we're gonna we're gonna veer off we're off we're off the rails we're everywhere we're, folks we're, we're, we're gonna veer off we're gonna talk about whatever whatever we want to before we move away from the gay <laughs> quickly what is your fa- i posted recently on social media what is your favorite non-binary candy of choice what are my choices um okay let's see you've got smarties not the american smarties like the Nestle, like, uh, like UK Smarties. The the American Smarties are called Rockets here, right? They're called Rockets. I like, love. Sorry, we call them Rockets. They're like chalky. Like there you go. I know, that can be a non-binary. I know you hate them. I love them though. And in America, they're called Smarties, okay. right? But we have like chocolate. They're like M and M's here, but they're, um, a big. Uh, they're they're very colorful. Smarties in Canada are like M&M's, but we also have M&M's. Um, you've got that like candy tape thing, that sugary like rainbow. Um, I've seen a meme calling it gay bacon. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And it's coated in like thick like gra- grains of sugar. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? What's what's other non-binary candy? Um I want to say, and your choice too, any candy technically, the only one I'll say is not non-binary is um, uh, black licorice, black licorice. That's not, that's non-binary or sorry. That is not non-binary. Yeah. Black licorice is very, uh, very male gendered. That I feel (laughs) I I was going to say exactly. That's very cishet. (laughs) <laughs> take it or hate it or love it. <laughs> love it and for the record i really like black licorice i actually have some in my cupboard upstairs i've never met a single human being that said um oh it's okay like people like my partner you either love it yeah, or you, you love it, it or you i've never it. met a single human being alive that's like eh, it's okay no 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 <laughs> i don't know what it is I wonder if it's like one of those things where like, you, you know how certain people, um, what food is that? Uh, certain people can de- detect like a really bitter, t- uh, what is that? It's not Chipotle, Chipotle. Oh, what's that? Cilantro. Cilantro. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I am like, it's a C word. Um, certain people, it tastes like soap. Yeah. And then other people, it tastes fine. I like cilantro uh, personally. I think it gives. Uh, I have the. I, I it has that fucky taste for me it gives everything a really like fresh like it just tastes like freshness to me i taste the gross part in it mm. and i wonder if like licorice is, is somewhere in that where like there's this marker that half the population seems to have and the other don't and you either hate it or love it that's that's a good point yeah that's fair my uh <clears throat> my other question uh, if you, we didn't determine a non-binary, but we determined a very, like, had a very cis candy. candy. <laughs> um, uh, and another one is we have, 
um, our bags of Halloween candy. Um, what's the one that you trade that you don't really like? And what do you trade it for that you really like? Oh, God. Uh, I never really liked, um, like, Laffy Taffy. Right. The... Uh, it's not the actual taffy or like caramel like kind of like taffy but it's that like pink like brightly colored like starbursty hard insanely chewy like no i never never liked that um good choice good choice i, I never liked candy corn which uh i always thought like hating candy corn was a thing that just everyone did but much like um uh, in the mid 2010s, people suddenly rising up to declare their hatred for pineapple on pizza. I fucking knew you were gonna say that. Where it's like out of nowhere, people are like, "Ah, this fruit doesn't belong on pizza," and I'm like, "What do you think tomatoes are? Fuck you." You can even put other fruits on pizza. Uh, apple is pretty good on pizza. Pear, yeah, pear, pear is good on pizza. Goat cheese, mushrooms, come at me. Yeah, that that sounds great to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, so much like uh, people rising on the internet, rising up to uh, condemn pineapple on pizza, I've noticed lately people have been rising up to uh, defend defend, and defend candy corn. And guess what, my friend? I'm one of them. 10, oh. 12, 10, 12 years ago, a friend was like, no, no, no. You don't hate candy corn. We're going to a candy shop like right now, like an actual like candy shop that just has candy, right? And we're going to try different candy corns. And when it's fresh, it's amazing. You'll see. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. And I went in and we got the typical like white, orange, yellow, like candy corn. And then another one that was like blue and it was like, like a light raspberry flavor. And then another one that was something, right? And it was so soft and it was so fucking good. I had realized growing up, it's adults just like putting like unpackaged, like stale, hard as shit, candy corn in bags. Okay. And that I'm going to bring you fresh fucking candy corn <laughs> one day. You'll see. And you're going to try it on air. <laughs> Okay, so uh, when you come up, a uh, bit of a spoiler, listeners, but an upcoming uh, holiday-themed episode of Too Much Energon is going to be centered around the uh, recently released Beast Wars Monopoly game. Uh, so when Cal comes up here to uh, record that episode with me, and we might even have some guests on that episode too, um, you can, uh, I, I implore you to bring me high quality, not challenge stale accepted <laughs> candy corn, and I will sample it on air. And th this, and it's <laughs> this, th this is public record. I'm saying this on air right now. This is public record. I will, and if I, I will sample this shit on air, and if uh, Gary as your witness, as Gary as my witness, if I end up liking this candy corn, I will. Uh, not only eat the candy corn, but I will eat my words as well, good sir. All right, there we go. <laughs> It'll be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it, it truly will. And a Cybertron miracle with snow. And right. It's going yeah. to be a white Christmas. Um, but it's kind of sad. I'm dreaming of a white Cybertron. 
Just so, like the one I used to rule. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hey, last year you made a you remixed uh, a Beast Wars. Oh right, right. I I turned a um, uh, what was it? Twas the night before Christmas, and I made it a uh, 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 Beast Wars themed. Yeah, I can so do that maybe, again. White maybe Christmas, we'll do something like that again. Um, okay, so right away, like, did it to kind of just jump back into this this episode. Um, problems with snow aside, we kind of left everything at Cybertron on an awkward ending that didn't really explain what happened or who died in an explosion or if they did or if they survived. So to come back and it's like, presumably what hundreds, thousands, a mystery in the future, millions of time (laughs) in the, well, technically if it's the maximals, it is millions, right? Yeah. Um, it's just a dead Cybertron. And uh, Optimus is like, I have to go and do this alone. And the Predacons, the Maximals, the Autobots, the Decepticons were all on the arc and they all teamed up, except they threw a couple people in jail. They threw uh, a bunch of the Predacons and Decepticons, including Starscream, which I found They threw weird. Starscream in jail it, because he was acting crazy and wanted to sabotage the attempt to go oh, okay. through yeah. the sky bridge because he's like, no, Unicron wants us to do that. Oh, so it's he was, what he wants us to do. Ah, <laughs> and uh, they, they throw him like, you know, in the drunk tank for the night because they do let him back back out. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, they throw Starscream in the drunk tank, let him sleep it off. And um, everyone's like, okay, bye, Optimus Prime. I uh, guess uh, we'll just hang out near the Ark. Yeah, yeah. So so Optimus Prime is like, or Battle David himself is like, everyone, I, I caused all of this by taking the AllSpark off of Cybertron. I need to take the AllSpark and do this alone. You need to wait here. And everyone, including... And everyone's just like, okay. And so he transforms and, like, drives away. Including Primal. Yeah, like, everyone's like... But Bumblebee, whom... In this episode, you know what occurred to me? We've never seen Bumblebee transform in this entire series. He's always been in robot mode. We've never seen him transform into a VW bug. And it took you me until today. Right. It took me until today to to finally realize that. But we've never seen Bumblebee in uh, punch buggy mode. And I'm like, why? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, that's good. We've seen almost everyone. Yeah, we've seen just about everyone transform. I don't think we've seen Elita. I was going to say Elita one. No. Ultra Magnus. I don't think we saw him transform. Shockwave. Uh, Shockwave. Yeah. Sound. Uh, Soundwave. No, we don't see Soundwave. Uh, but given that is weird because like. 
uh, Starscream, for example, we've seen a hundred times. But I mean, to be fair, like when with computer animation, like once they've created the the model for someone like Starscream in jet mode, like it's really and like animated the him transforming in a 3D yeah. space, like doing that over and over and over again is really easy. But it's like, not hand animated. They they have it. <laughs> They have the animations mo model saved because they're it's in yeah, a 3d they, engine yeah 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 uh right click copy <laughs> paste right, right click paste <laughs> pretty or for the advanced <laughs> for the advanced um rocket control rocket tooth, for the advanced um <laughs> rooster teeth programmers out there control c control v <laughs> Showing off my programming skills, <laughs> folks. Get, get in line, ladies. And On the subject of rooster teeth animation, uh, at the very beginning of the episode, the shot of the arc looked so fucking terrible. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, what's going on here? Like, it didn't look like a 3D model rendered in a 3D space. But it also space. didn't look like a 2D it, art. It looked, well, it looked like, okay, so, remember uh, the Donkey Kong Country games on Super Nintendo? What they would do, yes. what they would do is they would render, and this was revolutionary for the time, what they would do is they would create 3D models, and then they would take those 3D models and convert them into 2D sprites, which is why those games still, like, look so as good as they do. And um, that uh, technique was even continued with like clay fighters um uh did anyone play clay fighters clay the... fighters yeah um and uh what else um, uh mortal different but the same technique but different was mortal Kombat. mortal Kombat, where yeah. it was live action people photographed vectored into different hitboxes but then made into 2d sprites yeah. So the the arc here, what it looks like is it looks like a 3D model that has been rendered, but then converted into a 2D like the, the opposite. image. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. It's weird. I catch little things like that here or there throughout the show, but they don't tend to linger, and I, I'm always wondering why. Well, and I think the reason why it stood out so much to me here is because, like, it's the opening shot of the episode, and it's, like, the arc is, like, front and center. Like, the arc is, like, the main um, uh, character of this particular scene. Mm. So it's, like, why, why would you do, like, why wouldn't you want the arc to look as good as possible? I don't understand. Well, I, it's the last episode, and uh, there's a few things I don't understand, but. Uh, so anyway, so uh, uh, Bumblebee catches up with Battle David, and he's like, hey, so we know, we, you and I both know that all that stuff that you said back to the to the Autobots back there was. Bullshit, uh, dog. It was bullshit, homie. And uh, I actually really like this moment because uh, Battle, so David, Battle David has. He was like, I didn't want to say it in front of the others, but um, Cybertron's dead, and it's my fault. 
like I took the like this is all because of me. Like I royally fucked everything up and I I don't know how to fix I I don't know if I can fix it. And Bumblebee is like, "Well, yeah. But, yeah, but you're still trying and we like you, so we're we're <laughs> supporting you in uh trying to do better." And also, what other option yeah what what other options do we got bumblebee mentions that uh the the alpha trion protocols may be gone but like they still chose him to kind of be the uh the 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 voice of reason to uh battle david basically and if damn it if alpha trion believes in him then he's gonna believe in himself too and i i liked like that scene i I, yeah um, i really liked this moment Bumblebee's words like stumble and Optimus is like, what, what is it? And he's like, nothing. Don't look over there. Let, let's walk. Let's don't walk don't way. look over, over in the direction that the matrix is shining a beam of like a flashlight toward for some random reason. It's like how in some um, open world games, you there's like a spell or like a marker on the compass that tell you where the objective is. Yeah. That's what the... The matrix of leadership does it shoots a beam telling him where to go but it's weird because in the episode no one acknowledges it it's almost like, like they don't see it yeah but then Got some allergens here don't mind me but then why is it there <laughs> it, it's just i wouldn't it, even say it adds anything <laughs> no it doesn't it, it actually it's just this awkward it, beam shooting through the mist it adds confusion and indeed, this is kind of like the creme de la Cybertron episode where a lot of ideas are just kind of shoved into one episode. Right. And there's good and there's There's bad good from and that. Here we have more good, in my opinion, because what uh, Bumblebee doesn't want uh, David to go and see is the the body of Elita One, conveniently placed, not covered Con- in snow. Conveniently put. So that was a thought that I had too. Um, the whole but, buildings are covered in snow, but, but the only visible Elita. thing sticking out of the snow right here is. So I'm gonna headcanon a little bit that. The Matrix itself wanted Optimus to find her. To feel extra bad. To feel extra bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, let's go with that. That's why the beam was, but, was shooting. Sure. But so he, he finds her corpse and um, he laments about her passing. I actually like teared up in this moment. Not going to lie. But then again, I'm admittedly a big old softy <laughs> i am um, softy softy i there must have been parts of this show where I'm, I'm man enough that i admit when something gets me a little little my when there's something in my eye here or there but um <laughs> i was just like it felt maybe i should have watched it depends on the mood i was in maybe but it kind of felt shoehorned into the plot because I never really felt any re- I didn't feel like Cybertron and the events that happened on it were resolved. 
Mm. Remember, um, there was an explosion at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Did Shockwave die? And the others were running, but they were shot and they were caught by like seekers or some, or just um, uh, Decepticons that were also cloaked. But then the bombs went off and then everyone kind of blew up, but, or did they? I, so I don't, that was a weird place to end it for me. And it didn't feel like that storyline was completed. If it had just flat out showed them dead. Yeah. I'm fine with not being told and with it being implied, but I was kind of expecting that to pick up a little bit or to show us who died, who didn't, how they tried to survive. But instead shockwave just kind of like, is this evil villain with no end game? And then remember, everything blows up. I can't remember if I mentioned it on the uh, the the preamble or if I mentioned it on this episode proper, but I have a have a hot take on uh, that kind of relates to what you're saying. I have a hot take that might uh, anger some Beast Wars fans or bring them great joy that they agree with. No, you, you mentioned that you had it, but you didn't mention what the hot take was. Or is it waiting for later in the episode, or is it now? I'll, I'll well later in the episode. I'll just talk about it now. Um, I think this show would have been better if they hadn't bothered with any of the the Beast Wars characters stuff. the The Beast Wars characters are the least interesting thing about this series, and they detract from the overall plot. Um, this episode brings they do uh, they brings, do brings Optimus Prime and Megatron stories like full circle and. But brings then, them to a close but and then that's the, the beast mo- formers are just there they're just there and it's this story is really about prime and megatron and cybertron yes and i'm fine with it leaving that and coming back and, and even in this episode like that's the most interesting stuff is the character work going on with optimus and megatron well, um, indeed the this is kingdom but the episode completely forgets about the beast formers it sidelines them completely as as well as it should should. honestly (laughs) and i i feel like focus like even bringing the beast wars characters into this installment of the war for cybertron trilogy like it's just it's wasted airtime it detracts from the overall story as something that we've coined before yeah it's it's muddied the waters too because i feel like it's fans of beast wars aren't going to be happy with like them being tacked on to the story because they don't have their own story. They're tacked on to the story and being like, eh, eh, Beast Wars, eh? Eh, You like like Beast Wars, right? Right, eh, right. eh? We're going to give you versions of character of these characters that you love, that you're going to hate. And we're not really going to do anything interesting. They're just going to be like 30 seconds here and there. Yeah. I, and the thing is, it's not that any of it is completely unlikable, but they don't have their own story. Yeah. Like I said and in the we last both episode. Said it, you, you said it before, kind of should have had its own six episode run. Or they, nothing. It should they, have had its own or nothing. They they should have had their own. They they should have done like, I, and I've said this before, but they should have done the, the, the Netflix Marvel show thing, the Defenders show. Give them their own series and then bring them into a crossover. So it's like, have the War for Cybertron trilogy, 
uh, with the the G one Transformers, but also have like a new Beast Wars series. Yeah, and have with it, these characters, like, war for war for Planet Energon, war for it, Energon, whatever, ha- whatever. Have yeah. something that's separate because again, I think Rise uh, of the Beasts, <laughs> Rise of the. <laughs> um, I think the animation studio the voice acting um and how it looks is the best transformers has ever been and this is something uh when i was at work uh, the other day this is something that i was thinking about um because yes ladies and gentlemen i do think about the uh the the stuff that we podcast what a fucking nerd <laughs> i i think about the the podcast <laughs> and the the stuff that we do like in my day-to-day life um I was thinking about this at work the other day and I was reflecting on the scene on or the scene on the the bridge of the nemesis with uh, Justin Primal and Galavar fighting and like actually like for the first time like actually feeling like real like enemies and having like a really good back and forth and there, there's a banter but it's only 20 seconds but it's only 20 seconds and here's the thing like we make fun of uh it is you yes lord megatron like i could have gotten used to like Same. that i i could have gotten used to that version of megatron given time like if it even with that voice and not like oh the maximals shears i could have got that voice but without being him but being with, a lapdog to but without OG. being but without him being a complete sim but just with that voice and like like i could have gotten used to that yeah because very, we make fun easily. of it but it also it, it grows on me as we may make fun of it uh right like if i had had an entire series of that character with that voice having like back and forth like that scene on the bridge of the nemesis with him It'd and be justin primal fighting It'd be fine i'd be yeah i'd be 100 i'd be on board with it 100 percent. yeah absolutely and it, the same thing uh you know i understand that they wanted to possibly bring everything full circle and it was canceled after this so there's nothing following but like it was too much transformers it was too yeah. much time shenanigans and it was too much crossover it didn't need planet energon no it didn't like um who's the um the surviving um multi-headed uh easiest Dezius. Dezius nuts um <laughs> um she kind of she she got away didn't she remember it showed her like sulking off into the shadows yeah that was never resolved much like many things and they could in the have show. Re- resolved that they could have ran into them again and um who's the one that took over the ship like a badass was that mirage who died hog all oh, right yeah cog, cog, cog yeah. single-handedly fucking rip, rip in peace cog yeah rip in peace cog and rip in peace like sorry if your name's infractor number like 27b but <laughs> yeah cog wasn't even amongst the um the, the like spirit transformers that appear to like save thank the day. you i was gonna say <laughs> where's cog up there, is he Justice for Cog, goddammit. Justice for Cog. There's infractors. Primus, damn it. <laughs> Primus, dang it. Um, what is that? Infractor number like one, two, and three is up there. 
Um, yep. Really, the camera only lingers on um, indeed. Like um, you did it, Luke. We're here. Like the the other members. I wanted to see Dinobot up there too. Yeah, yeah. That's weird that he wasn't there. It was just. Like, um, I wanted to see Kong, Dinobot, Alita, um, my boy Magnus. Um, who was there? Yeah. Yeah, and right, those two are there. Well, okay. Dinobot's not there because all the Predacons and Maximals that died joined the Allspark rather than going back to the Matrix. If you follow that but isn't right? But but isn't this uh this thing that's going on in the episode though that's at the like the 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 all spark tower basically so isn't it that was the, made in the that, expectation that they would return isn't that the all spark projecting them I, I i don't know no it's their actual spirit because before oh, okay. in the tower on planet energon that was the all spark projecting them and projecting Alita, and he's like, "I know you're not real, but right, like that wasn't actually." No, said, no, you had we, said it was. No, I think that was the uh, the like the the version of Alita <laughs> that uh, Battle David fought or whatever or encountered outside of uh, 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 the Tower of Forgotten Memories. <laughs> the the Tower of Babel. There we go. The, yeah. The, the that was just a projection from the Allspark, but when he was actually inside the chamber, he has like a heart-to-heart conversation with Elita One, and, and I she feel calls like, him Orion. Right? Yeah, I feel like that was her actual spirit, and indeed, we find out in this episode that she is indeed dead. And this that makes sense why he saw her because she's dead. Yeah, and. In this case, she's on Cybertron with the others that died on Cybertron. Yeah. And they're able to give up their sparks. Okay, so jumpstart the all spark. So yes? so Dinobot's not there because he his spark is still like in beast mode, like traveling through space, like trying to get back to Cybertron, and he just hasn't gone. Oh, there so yet. like Waspinator. Much like, much Di- like Waspinator. <laughs> Except Waspinator's actually alive in beast mode. Just it, flapping. Just flying. His, just flying. The, oh, there we go. That's why Waspinator isn't in War for Cybertron Kingdom, is because he has already gone to beast mode and uh, embarked Ooh, on his long journey. <laughs> I'm going back home. <laughs> so, which also means he beat everyone else here, got to experience Beast Machines Megatron, was already um thrust that series ended they all died nuclear winter happened and then everyone else arrived yes <laughs> got it folks the timeline is com- <laughs> the timeline's complete so this okay so i'm making fun anybody that's like listened I like time hijinks when it's done right. And I, I don't know if it's done right. I don't know what Siege thinks, but I'm, it's, there's, there's so much shit packed into, 
War for Cybertron Kingdom. Time travel stuff is really fun when it's done in the vein, like the way Back to the Future does it, or Pre like precisely, Dark, and it has a Star Trek story. does it, and it has one story to tell. When it becomes convoluted and you're like actually confused about like what's going on because the timeline is so muddied, that's when it becomes a problem. And indeed, it's kind of a problem here because I have no idea when the fuck this we're like, I, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Timeline wise in this show. So Beast Machines never happened canonically. Yep. But rip in peace, Galavar, uh, rip in peace, uh, 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 vision quest, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> May you and the Oracle find solace in, I don't know, like May you and green the Oracle, goop of the fucking core. May you and the Oracle find solace in the seeds of the future, future. buried in the past in the... <laughs> there we go. That's, a, that's a good subtitle or for, for cybertron uh kingdom may the seeds of the future stay buried in the past that's uh, how i feel battle for planet energon uh seeds of the future remain buried in the past Two. <laughs> two. Not the number two. T-O-O. -O. Ne <laughs> two. Nemesis Boogaloo. Uh, uh, and indeed, in the okay, so we're in the future. <sighs> okay, so my headcanon, Teletran had to jump through the dead universe to bring them. Like, it's like Doctor Strange holding up his finger, being like, this... There's one way, like, you're not going to like it. A lot of people are going to be dead, but this is the one alternate timeline where we can possibly beat Unicron and save Cybertron. Things got a little out of hand. <laughs> exactly. And so I, Teletran... <laughs> I, I love that second Doctor Strange movie. I know it got a very mixed reception, but I really like it. And... I think they jumped into the dead universe to bring them here. Now, unfortunately, they're all aware of Galavar and Nemesis Prime, which both exist at the same time. Yeah, so uh, here, uh, like, take it away. <laughs> Uh, so Battle David and Bumblebee go and they find the uh, the Tower of Babel, and there's a there's a big moat around it essentially. Big old moat and uh, Bumblebee because I I don't know he's an he's an archaeologist is is like this is this this is recent, and um, Battle David is like Bumblebee you idiot this tower is like at least hundreds of years old. And he's like, no, homie, the, I was talking about the giant fucking canyon in the ground here. Yeah, so the 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 moat, like, there's only 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 someone like you could only have someone the power as powerful to... as you could have done this. And I'm like, since I'm like, when? Right? I'm like, what about Omega Supreme with fries? <laughs> what happened to the uh, what are those guys called? The the big fuckers um, that kind of do nothing. 
um, uh, the Titan class, the Titan class. Um, oh, the um, uh, the Guardians. Is the that what they call them? The Guardians of Cybertron, or or whatever. Um, Omega Supreme Supreme. The two hundred dollar uh, figures, ladies and gentlemen. Too much money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that too much for character me. that's on the show for twenty seconds. I <laughs> like actually. Um, that's why the arc transformed. Yeah. <laughs> to sell a two hundred dollar toy. Come at me. <laughs> and no other reason. Um, so Bumblebee comes up with the oh, like only you could have done this prime, and I'm like. I've never seen him make a Grand Canyon. <laughs> so what What the fuck? Since when does his axe swings become so mighty? Like like he's like a, a demigod and he's creating fissures. He's part like of the water. Like he's fucking like he's Thor mo- with Mjolnir and Stormbringer. Like creating fissures in the earth. <laughs> what? No. It's weird. It, it, it's weird. It was dumb. And I and thought he's of like, it right away. The only. The only. If I'm the only one that could have made this, then that means. And out of the mist and the snow walks out as bam, ACDC plays. I love how we have the same thought. <laughs> and the same song, too. Uh, and like literally back, the same song. Have, back we've been in doing black. this a long time, folks. <laughs> back in black. I hit the sack. Yes. It's been so long. I am glad to be back indeed. Prime. Nemesis. (laughs) Uh, And then Jill uh, Valentine is like, oh shit, with the rocket launcher. (laughs) Fuck. Jill Valentine is there. Stars. (laughs) Stars. Every time they kept saying Nemesis, that's all I was thinking of was fucking Resident Evil 3. <laughs> Resident Evil's made such a weird comeback to it. Re- Resident Evil has another chapter in one of the games I play, Dead by Daylight. Yeah. It's weird. I, Capcom's I, not, really... Not comeback. It never really went away. It, it didn't go away. It just... It's, I say it this as like a it's Resident out Evil there fan. More. It, it feels like it's out there more and it's succeeding more i think it all started with um uh resident when they started evil 7. remaking resident evil 7. Oh, 7 that 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 one when they changed it up to like first person and try and went kind of back to basics with like traditional like very like pt inspired horror and horror like inspired was, by like the original game good point and not only that that very pt inspired like yeah. because people got like cock blocked on pt yeah, uh, us, for example. Fuck, we we played PT in like 20... 2018. 18. <laughs> yeah. Um that coming out and f- like so different. Like people didn't even like this doesn't feel like Resident Evil. Like well, gee, and Jesus at all. In a weird way, like it kind of felt like a modernization of the original game. Like it was capturing the spirit of the original game but doing it in a modern. What way. I would love is that seven feeling of isolation you don't have a weapon uh there are other people walking around or monsters or whatever that very dark kind of survival horror rather than survival shooter yeah um remake of resident evil one in the mansion yeah but instead of being stars members with 
fucking huge biceps, not afraid of anything. Like Punching maybe, boulders. Uh, <laughs> mash the B button to punch boulder. Um, punching boulders out of the way. Kind of like a... Press X A retelling. <laughs> no, that's that, to Wesker. Yeah. That that no, that would that would be fantastic. I I would be a hundo percent. Absolutely that. done like that. Where and it captured like almost like um Texas Chainsaw Massacre with like the family and like fucking right on, like that feeling of being like captive and hiding and and shit, right? While still having puzzles and being a Resident Evil game. Yeah, um, still, if they did still that collecting with, herbs, still and... smoking them herbs to <laughs> to fight the infection, much like I do every day. No, I take my herbs in oil format. <laughs> I take my herbs in um, uh, not as a spray, as a. How did you, in your head? How did you picture the first aid spray? Like, kind of, you apply directly to forehead. Head on, uh, apply, spray, like, just spraying like a wound on your arm or something. Because they would always like when you were really injured, they would always be like holding their shoulder and would always have their like left like arm like hunched like down and dead. And everything was a little bit slower and to yeah. pick up your your arm, yeah. So you figure they just kind of just spray, spray it on wounds. like the left side of their body and like all axe of a sudden body they're spray like. And... <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> and I imagine it too. It has the um, the the lifespan of an actual like deodorant can, so it actually takes like four minutes, and it just smell like antiseptic. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know where how that came up. Anyways, Resident Evil, cool. <laughs> yeah, they did it, folks. And uh, War for Cybertron Kingdom. Oh, uh, on the subject of Resident Evil, there there's a remake of Resident Evil Four coming out in April. Because they're going through all the, they're, the main games, but they skipped Code Veronica. I knew they would, which I'm really mad about because Code Veronica is is the storyline wise, like canonically, it's the real Resident Evil Three. Resident Evil the game that's actually called Resident Evil 3 is only was only called as such because of a licensing deal with Sony at the time. Where is my sexy queen that's actually a man? Yes. I wanted Code Veronica, goddammit. My, my, that's, my, that's a joke for like one in 1,000 like people my, because my, I'm, my, my, sex, my sexy blonde uh, uh, cross-dresser uh, femboy baddie. Femboy, baddie, naked, G-virus, T-virus, E-virus. Uh, uh, no, no, in that game it was the, um, it was the, it was the T-Veronica virus. It was like, T- a, a, it was, it, it was its own strain. I knew it was, it's, it was like a T-virus, but just like, much like the, the G-virus, it's its own strain in its own lab that. And does yeah. its own things, yeah. Does its own things, yeah. That game is really good. Like, I like also, it better than. 3. Also, that villain is my fetish. <laughs> when when people were like, "Who's your favorite, like, masculine, feminine?" <laughs> I, it's just like um, the villain hero that 
the 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 baddie and antagonist yeah um in code veronica followed by liquid snake <laughs> followed <laughs> followed by uh war for cybertron kingdom snake uh, did you like my sunglasses <laughs> i quit well <laughs> you're not you're not master miller no snake master miller's body was found dead in his apartment three days ago then who have i been talking to me dear brother <laughs> <laughs> liquid <laughs> oh man I, I i love how in this episode so far we we're kind of just referencing like fucking everything in the uh the laser comb canon at this point yeah that's true <laughs> Somehow, I don't know how it happens. We don't even purposely do it. I know nobody believes us, but <laughs> no, it's just it, it's fitting. Yeah, it's fitting. Um, but like, so Nemesis is here, and I'm pretty sure Nemesis and Galvatron are from like completely different canonized are completely different storylines of fiction. They are. Uh, Galvatron, as uh, even like a casual like Transformers fan, or casual like G1 Transformers fan, yeah. I'd say, who has seen Transformers the movie, knows that Galvatron was Megatron, who was mortally wounded, bat, uh, fighting Optimus Prime. Made a deal with the devil. And was reformatted. He didn't even really make a deal. Uh, uh, Unicron didn't really give him a choice. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm going to kill you and eat you now, unless you yeah. submit. And he's like, yeah. I accept okay, your terms. I guess. <laughs> and he's uh, like, excellent. Also, I hate the voice of Unicron in this in this show. It's, <laughs> well, just compared to Orson Welles in... Uh, Transformers the movie and no one can compare to Orson Welles but like this is like not even not even not even any kind of attempt at like trying to match the gravitas of Orson Welles anyway um, so yeah so uh, Unicron in Transformers the movie reformats Megatron into Galvatron yep. whereas Nemesis Prime that concept was born out of the 2001 cartoon Transformers Robots in Disguise, which is kind of a really bizarre anomaly that I'm not even going to get into at this point. But he was a like black redeco of the Transformers Generation 2 toy Laser Optimus Prime. Right, yeah. And he was called Scourge. And then at some point in the future... Uh, or some point like later on, not in the future, but some point later on, uh, sometime in the 2000s, I think in like comics or something, they renamed Scourge Nemesis Prime. So they're right, two because very... we needed to confuse and overlap names even more. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've talked about this on the show, but it's kind of like you have the ship called Nemesis. Yep. And now you have Scourge, which is named Nemesis Prime. But now, since both are on the show, War for Cybertron, you have the ship called Nemesis, and you have Scourge, Nemesis Prime, 
and their best buds in this timeline that and i'm okay with timey shenanigans for example um a lot of what the show's been more than subtly trying to tell you is galvatron found a way into the dead universe to try to alter the past to change his predicament yeah so somehow he found the timeline where um nemesis prime existed and they became best buds somehow it would have been great if the show had even bothered to try and explain any of that though because you know good optimus prime and broken og megatron can't even see eye to eye both of the most evil versions of both of them are definitely going to hang out together and grab a beer (laughs) i but I guess they're unified in their hatred of Unicron, which also makes, which is also questionable because. Have you, have you reached the refrigerator yet, Cal? I no. <laughs> like I haven't even needed to, I'm like, Oh man, I, I need to go to the, I need, I need to go and, um, you know, like, uh, make lunch. And then I'm just like, Oh, wait, here it is. I don't even need to go. Wait a second. And it's like, did scourge ever meet Unicron? No. And I'm not going to go and read the comics. I just went on the wiki. I don't think so. The wiki didn't say he interacted with them. <laughs> nope. Did he? Have you read those? No. Oh, <laughs> not going to either. <laughs> Yeah. No, Scourge was just like an evil clone of Optimus Prime. And um, I guess him and Galifar are hanging out on Climate Change Cybertron just waiting? For, yeah, apparently. like This was all orchestrated by them. Like They were just waiting for the Maximals and Predacons and Autobots and Decepticons to show up. They're not working for Unicron. They want to destroy Unicron by taking the AllSpark back to their timeline. And Galvatron even... making this up, by the way. They say this word for word. They want to take it back to their timeline to defeat Unicron. Which they need the AllSpark. be damned. Yeah, Cybertron be damned. And this is something that I actually found really interesting about this episode is um, Galvatron lets Megatron out of the Ark's stasis chamber. And he's like, yeah, he's he's substantial, like, uh, sorry, uh, corporeal. He's real. Yeah, yeah. surprised me. I thought he was another vision quest. But he's just like, like, hey, buddy, he's like, you're free to go. Come on, we need we need to defeat Unicron. And Megatron's like, but how? And Galavar's like, we need to use the AllSpark to defeat him. And Megatron is like, but wait, wait, we need the AllSpark to restore Cybertron. And Galvatron is like, Cybertron be damned. We need to kill Unicron because I don't want to be I a fucking I don't want to be a slave. And that means you don't want to be a fucking slave either. And... Megatron's at this point as they're leaving the arc, they're like, Meg, you could tell Megatron's like, it's a hard it, pill to swallow. It is. And eventually Megatron makes the choice. He's like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm doing I this for this. Cybertron. I like all this. Avengers getting ready to fight them. 
I, I liked this a lot. Um, uh, Megatron is like, no, I'm doing this for, for Cybertron. And it's uh, always been for Cybertron. It's always so been he for says Cybertron. now. Yeah. He, so he says now. And this is. This. That was this hype. is really good character work. That was hype. And again, we'd get more of it if there were if there was less monkey business in war for yeah in war for cybertron kingdom yeah this right? like this um, is what i wanted this this is the kind of stuff i wanted uh as well so uh, uh megatron decides to turn on galvatron and nemesis prime and is like as everyone is doing this big conflict like starscream out of everyone is the one giving this like motivational speech to megatron yeah He's like, no, like I've seen like the monster that like is to come factions aside. We need to put all that aside and join our enemies for survival. And so there's this big moment that um, I, I mentioned earlier, but like there's this big they try to have this big like Avengers Endgame moment. But it's like it's kind of under what it's cool, it's, but it's kind it's of cool, though. Yeah, like, you know, um, like um so we the have like try to pounce on like Galvatron so, and Galvatron. So we have this. Blast. We we have this moment where like uh like Starscream and like Black Arachnia and like the Maximals and Predacons and Galavar is there standing in the background and like the oh the yeah he had nothing to say the the music is like do 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 <laughs> and Starscream is like Transformers transform. <laughs> Transformers fly and roll out or flap out or whatever it is you do. <laughs> and then Pterosaur pops up and he's like, and I'm here too. Uh, it would have been really cool if they showed, Time to go um, kick Megatron's ass. And then you just hear a <laughs> and you see juiced. <laughs> you see juiced Pterosaur and he's like, finally, two Megatrons to kick ass. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> and um uh back in black picks up its like we're second chord but harder as we we're making often, this better than as, it actually as, is as we often do we're making this more hype than it actually is um juiced okay juice pterosaur isn't there you know what would have been cool if the guys we didn't get on the show made an appearance in that like golden like jedis surrounding like the the babel the the right. tower of babel um it would have been cool to see like terrace i understand it would be making another model and pterosaur money scorpionok uh depth charge like <laughs> no we, quick we strike need... no no, I, no 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 maybe silver not bolt <laughs> silver uh so he was weird he was a turkey vulture and beast machines yeah like, weird choice people aren't like you know what people think of when it comes to like the opposite of noble paladin turkey vulture he's fallen far from grace <laughs> i mean is that gonna he sell a, he was a fucking ugly bird yeah it was a fucking ugly bird even black <laughs> arachne was like uh I can, uh, I can get used to 
Maybe, maybe, uh, she turned uh, looking pretty fine lately. Maybe, maybe you should uh, hit the gym there, honey. And uh, maybe put this bag over here. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, tell you what, I'll stay in spider form <laughs> if you stay in uh, robot. Fo- uh, I robot liked his form. robot form in that show. It was his beast mode that was... Uh, ungodly looking uh both were off for me but uh they're not here um <laughs> um mercifully <laughs> they are <laughs> they're they've not been spared <laughs> yeah um and what ends up happening i guess is that their combined might cannot beat nemesis prime and uh galvatron and there's a little scene before that where like Nemesis Prime is like beating the shit out of Optimus and he's like, Where is she? Where's Rachel? And like, do you like kicking him around in the snow? Like, you can't lie to me. I'm like you, but evil. And he's like, I don't have it, Dad. I'm not your dad. And indeed he doesn't have it. Um Bumblebee's like, and Why are you special. paying child support, Nemesis? shut up <laughs> uh we've gotten pretty pretty good at doing certain caricatures of them i, I think we're pretty good at <laughs> at the, some of the characters and uh bumblebee's all like open damn you open and i'm like this again <laughs> just like I, beating their fist on the, on side the spire of, yeah on it, the, the side of a wall this again and he's like please aren't i worthy and then after a few scenes of like that, there's like a laser that like lets him in. And I'm like, ah, they use that trope twice now. Like, yeah. Why not a bunch of traps or something? <laughs> so he takes the all spark. He does get in and he takes the all spark into the, the center of the, the tower of Babel. And he puts it on this like console that it's, I guess, meant to, to rest on. And the the D twelve like breaks Altar apart of some kind, yeah. The D twelve breaks apart, and there's this like sphere in the middle of it, and it kind of just like plops down, clunk, and it turns clunk. into a dull gray like spherical piece of metal. And he's with like, no "Oh en- shit, energon!" With no energon, he's like, "Oh shit, I I I'm too late." Oh no, damn you! And he falls on the ground. <laughs> damn you all to hell! They blew it up, the maniacs. <laughs> they kind of did. Um, and while on the outside, Galvatron and Nemesis are like doing a slow motion jump over the canyon with all the Predacons and Maximals and Autobots and Decepticons like trying to shoot at them. And they all have Stormtrooper accuracy in the snow, apparently. And um, they're jumping over to go and try to stop the alt. The Allspark. And um, to get it for themselves. And that's when, like, Golden... (laughs) And that's when Golden Scorponok appears. (laughs) Not on my watch. Megatron has rewarded me. In death. (laughs) I lived in death as I did in life. And, uh... Go, my, go, my babies! And he releases a swarm of cyber bees 
<laughs> Again, we're rewriting a better <laughs> episode here. <laughs> um, no, Alita and like Magnus, Ultra Magnus, like put out their hands and make like a gold barrier that stargates them, that warps them away. Right? right. Yes. And I'm like, oh, so. Okay, if you introduce a new plot element to resolve a conflict and then don't answer, what this this show's so bad for that lately, right? Like, why are yeah. <laughs> you waiting for? So there's a golden Alita one. By the way, uh, anybody listening that like missed it, um, Siege has. Siege has um, one of those like easy buttons, yeah. but it actually has David Kay's. Um, um, his, it, yeah, he he sells them on his personal website. Yeah, and it's, it's signed. <laughs> that one in particular is. I feel like that's a a fan. That's him being a fan of his own character. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think stuff. that's an actual line. No, it's it's stuff he's recorded, re-recorded. Like yeah. it's all new recordings. Yeah. And he hand signs them all. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, well, that's this episode one hundred to... of Too Much Energon, folks. I'm 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 bringing in everything I can from the yeah. the history of TME. Yeah. And then um, big convoy shows up. Ain't nothing on earth that can stop a convoy. And fuck. you still haven't opened that yet, have you? No, I have not. Should I'm I? just saying, if you were gonna do it, this would be a good time. And uh, the question is, do I leave a big convoy in? I'm so so jelly of that figure. I'm jelly of it. Would you have opened it? Uh, For episode 100 of TME? Maybe. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I want it to retain its box value and blah, 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 but... I mean, I do have old old uh, Beast Wars figures hanging on my wall that I could open for the show. That that is true. Maybe when we maybe we'll have a special segment when we're done ripping, give it going through a rip here. So, anyways, what was I bitching about? Talk about Beast Wars shit. Talk shit about Beast Wars. Um. Oh, right. Teleported. The ghosts of Cybertron teleport Galavar and. Nemesis Prime away. Oh, Galvatron, not Galavar. <laughs> uh, Galvatron away. Uh, that's one convenient. one of them is a slave of Unicron, and another one of them lives in a dumpster. Yes. <laughs> Until the day I can steal the gold disc. <laughs> um. And um, geez, I don't. So they're gone, I guess. Now I have a problem with that. One, it introduces that like. Ghosts? I thought they just disinit like uh, elite the ghost of Elita one just disintegrated them. No, because they show. Oh up right, later. they show up again at the end of the episode. But Unicron is like once again, I have saved your lives, or something like that. I... Once again, yeah, I guess they were disintegrated. And he he goes to like reformat them as the episode ends, and we never get any resol- resolution to this because well, that's Netflix... kind of cool. I'm okay because... with that. I'm not okay with the the ghosts of Cybertron, like Alita One, just just killing Nemesis and uh, Galvatron because it 
robs the Avengers of any glory or vengeance. Well, it's a Deus Ex Machina. We we have these exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. We we have these like Omega level uh, threats that our heroes can't uh, can't deal with. So all of a sudden, the ghosts of uh, Cybertron's past show up and literally wave their hand. Literally, (sighs) she literally waves her hand to like fade them out of existence. Ten seconds. You have a better way to resolve them losing. Boom, here's mine. Um, Only Megatron and Prime are left standing, and they team up. And by them teaming up, they're able to beat both of them. Kind of like how Cap teams up with, uh, when they're beating Iron Man, uh, beating the shit out of Iron Man. Cap and, oh, what is that? Um when they beat the shit out of Tony Stark, it's like Captain America and Bucky or something. They, they like double team him and they're only able to like in Avengers Endgame, Uh I, I actually really liked this too. Uh, the, the fight with Thanos, there's an extended like battle where it's cap Iron Man and Thor, the original, like three heroes of the MCU, right. like just fighting Thanos. I thought that was a really neat moment. Um, so here's my pitch. Uh, All right. Uh, Prime gets like knocked down and like the Matrix falls out of his chest and right. he he falls on the ground. The Matrix falls out of his chest and him, he goes to grab it. Him and Megatron like both grab it at the same time and like they start glowing and you hear, you got the touch. You got the power. And they, with their powers combined, they are able to it takes both of them to actually like utilize the power of the matrix to and that was destroy, always meant to be to destroy their future evil selves and change their destinies it was never meant for one it was it was maybe it was always meant for both of them the whole time and because they're kind of two sides of the same coin this is like really like bringing that full circle being like they they are intrinsically linked and only together Cybertron needs them yeah oh, cybertron needs both of them and only them working together can they resolve the planet's problem see i and just then, i feel like right there, there i just go. wrote a better ending to after all is said and done and it <laughs> got like a cut montage of like them teaming up and you know the axe getting knocked out of like you uh, never Optimus's won. hand you never run you're a winner dun, dun. but then like <laughs> megatron catches the axe and he's like prime and he throws it back to him just <laughs> in time as he's jumping up and smacking him that that'd be great and they're both like they're both like glowing and like their color schemes are changing yes. and like uh like Megatron like they're both like uh alternating each other's like color schemes in their forms. Yeah, and you see Prime or Galvatron be like, no, no, like running and <laughs> trying to intervene. Yeah. And they're they're stronger all of a sudden and they like chop um galvatron's arm yeah galvatron like straight up like point blank like shoots like a cannon blast at uh prime and it just like bounces off of him 
or like the smoke and then it like clears and you just see his face <laughs> and he's like unfazed <laughs> see we're getting hyped over like rewriting this episode <laughs> we're getting hyped over this like fake ending that is not the actual ending of the war for cybertron trilogy okay so like snap back to reality uh that would oh, what i just came up with that would actually like legit have been a great moment for this show it, it almost feels like that that's how it had to have been yeah like if there was like a place your bets before this was released or if we had only watched like five i would have been like yeah it's gonna end with them unifying um yeah. nope nope the resolution is the all spark kick Cybertron back into gear. Uh, it's like the end of um, Total Recall and the atmosphere returns so quickly that Arnold Schwarzenegger and that other lady are able to like breathe again. Um, the skies turn blue. Um, Megatron's and... eyes are like popping out of his skull. <laughs> 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 and they start to like recede and their neck veins like start to like calm down as like they start to breathe again. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> It's a little, there's a weird reference. <laughs> Total recall. And um, then um, we, yeah, uh, Alita, the ghost of Alita's one's like, I've always loved you. Fuck, that's so corny. We didn't need that. I've always loved you, Orion. And he's like, no, stay. Let me bang your ghost. And um, then there's kind of a time jump of some sort. <laughs> and Rhinox shows up and is like, well, David, as long as she's corporeal, you're good to go, my man. Yeah. As long as she's corporeal. <laughs> I mean, I saw her body back there and preserved in the ice. <laughs> did nothing to lube job and uh, 30 seconds in the microwave won't help. We did it with black arachnia back in the day. And you can do oh, it again yeah. today. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, black arachnia was like brought back from the, the dead sort of I, I don't know yeah um it was forever ago people yeah forever ago We're I, about the, I, I did the a whole bunch days. of uh editing of like old episode shit recently so a lot of things are very fresh in my mind mm. and uh i don't know a floating orb of some kind uh, an artifact that never gets explained yeah the uh the trend or no um the trans metal driver shears the one that uh depth charge is going to be like Eh. <laughs> toss into the lava yep yeah what's this must be broken yeah whatever oh fuck it can't be good right priceless artifact someone called the 5-0 and um it ends with the ghost of christmas past saying goodbye and um suddenly all of the surviving autobots decepticons maximals and predacons which i guess everyone's living here now um there's a giant like 200 foot tall like metal monument of who is it it's like i'm pretty sure one of them was refractor <sighs> first i thought <laughs> who who's the monument of at the end it, it's like it's two transformers standing back to back it's and magnus I, and it's like magnus and refractor right yes yes 
Because the tall one's definitely <laughs> Magnus, because he's got the treads on the side. Yeah, and I think the other one is Refractor, which I'm like, that is really fucking low effort, guys. Yeah, and, and I... I'm like, really? The meme we've been saying <laughs> of, like, the hundred Refractors. You know what would have been hilarious? If it was just a random uh, Seeker and Refractor. <laughs> <laughs> a fitting tribute. <laughs> I imagine most of the people... Um, there would be like who's this other guy and auto optimus turns and he's like i don't know is impactor <laughs> some compactor guy? compactor bombaster bombastic <laughs> school bus i i don't know and they yeah it is i think that's what it is guys come on <laughs> why not like dinobot and ultra magnus yeah uh, yeah, yeah, actually, like two characters who like gave, gave their, their life for something for better, something greater, greater than, than them. themselves. Yeah. Again, we're writing a better episode. Than, but it, uh, yeah, sure. Refractor who died off screen, I guess. Yeah, cool story. Not Alita one. Yeah. Who chose to stay behind. Right. And fight for Cybertron's people. Not mm -hmm. um uh who was the guy that ran the clinic? Um uh Ratchet. Rat Ratchet. Not not Ratchet. Like But yeah, I guess Refractor. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah, why not Dinobot? Anyways, um Optimus is like, well, we've got a lot of uh a lot of prep time and a lot of work to do until the planet's up and running and we get those turned off sectors backing up and we get to fucking and repopulating so uh put her there old friend and uh megatron goes to shake his hand and he's like oh psych. <laughs> shake your hand i think not prime you, <laughs> you conspire with filthy organics <laughs> and uh he's like well the the planet is big enough for both sides the planet has energon <laughs> yes too much um, energon for now <laughs> create alternatives based on the most powerful local creatures yes <laughs> That was in the, um, you put that in that, that medley, that mesh. And I was like, fuck, it's worse than I remember. <laughs> but also, but, but also better than Galavar in this show. <laughs> shout out to you. Random unlisted, uh, voice actor guy who was probably just on the dev team. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like it was probably just a dude who was like one of the coders or something who they was were like, all doing impressions and he had the best one. <laughs> yes. The planet has energon. Too much energon. <laughs> um so it ends with Starscream turning to Black Arachnia because I guess they're best friends now. Even though she threw him in a stasis jail at the beginning of the episode. And they've both turned on each other, like, multiple times. Uh, but they're both going with the, <clears throat> the, the Predacons and the, the Decepticons. And I'm like, 
What, what, why, why are the teams divided again all of a sudden, arbitrarily? Be- because they bad. And we they good. bad. The, these good. But also, Black Arachnia canonically <laughs> joined the Maximals, and Starscream and Black Arachnia were the first ones to join the Autobots in this canon, in this timeline. So what, they just yep. decided to go back? Yeah. Like, they were traitors, remember? Mm-hmm. Like, did they? <laughs> well, you see, Starscream, as is with every other timeline, I believe in forgetting and forgiving. Like, man, this guy's got, like, ten lives with... Like, he's got, like, nine lives with uh, with Megatron. Uh, but Galvatron has no patience for <laughs> Starscream. Seriously, why is he on this side? Weird. But anyways, they're walking together, like holding hands, but like in a platonic way, right? Um, like siblings. Rain drops are... keep falling on my head. <laughs> and um, he's like, you know, I still hear him, Unicron. Even though the golden disc is destroyed, I know what he's thinking. And she's like, so? <laughs> he's out there planning. Waiting. Angry fapping. <laughs> so very, very off topic. But um, remember when we uh, we did that preamble where we were talking about uh, that weird guy on Facebook and his like head cannon, like toy Jeremy, but also talking about the adoring fan. And I made the art for that preamble, like several copies of. The adoring Didn't fan. you actually boot up? I, I did. I booted up Oblivion. And, and then go and, into like and the use console. the console to make like several adoring fans. I took a <laughs> screenshot of it. That's the screenshot that just popped up on my desk. Because my my uh, Windows desktop is like um uh is like my screenshots folder that just uh changes like every 10 minutes, I think. So that that just popped up. That screenshot just popped up. <laughs> Whatever you whatever you say, say you're the grand grand champion champion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. but, anyway, uh, that's how it ends. Oh no, it ends with one more little scene. Yeah, yeah. Unicron is all like, again, I have brought you back to life, Galvatron and Scourge. I made you. I can reshape you. And I'm like, did you make and so Scourge? He, and so he's right. And I so he starts he to, to, to reformat them. And, and the same thing from the Transformers, the movie. Yeah. Happens where they kind of go vectored. Yep. Yeah, it's a cool visual. But nice his mouth closes over them before we <laughs> see how he's like reformatting them. Yep. And then... Uh, what does he say? He said, I don't know. Unicron says some Unicron bullshit. <laughs> oh, right. He's like, but even though you were treacherous. And this shall be I just your ship. Sorry. He's a... <laughs> and he's like, go. but despite how treacherous you were. Destroy um... the Autobot Matrix. <laughs> um, you transgressing into the the dead universe i keep sneezing sorry folks the dead universe has given me ideas right i shall be king again king of what 
And I'm like, King of the Castle, King of the Castle. <laughs> king of the Castle, King of the Castle. <laughs> do this, do that. I have a chair. <laughs> and I was like, Unicron's never called himself King. That's a very. That's Grimlock. That's... Me Grimlock, not Bozo. Me Grimlock King. <laughs> that is Grimlock, yeah. Yeah. Um,. But, like, that's very small thinking for Unicron. Yeah. Like, Emperor. That'd be, like, calling him President. He's Destroyer of Worlds and, like, Ruler of Galaxies. He's not King. If he had said God. Yeah. I. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. But that's, and, that's, uh, the, that's uh... that. That's the end of the episode, and indeed the end of the War for Cybertron trilogy. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We we did it. We Let did it, it be known. One hundred episodes, and um, well, it, we didn't do anything bombastically special um, just yet for the hundredth episode. But what we did do was we finished our. We finished our uh, our what's it called uh, our. Um, I, I'm our, calling our this. Wish list. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling this phase three of too much Energon. Phase three. There we go. We finished phase three, uh, but we still have to review the final episode of Transformers: War for Cybertron Kingdom. Yep. Uh, episode six, and uh, here on Too Much Energon, we've got Ye Old Three tier rating Trey. system trez <laughs> and um numero uh, it's a three-tier rating system it's uh not enough energon a sufficient amount of energon and too much energon it's basically bad okay good uh siege uh what do you give the uh finale of war for cybertron kingdom Yes, <laughs> out of, out uh, of seven. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm giving it a sufficient amount of energon. It's, like I was saying earlier in the episode, the War for Cybertron trilogy would have been better served if we had just remained focused on the Autobots and Decepticon, on specifically Optimus and Prime and Bumblebee and Elita One, like, Mm -hmm. Remain focused on them. Uh, I would have liked to see more stuff happening on Cybertron with Alita, Shockwave, yeah. like resolve that without the, just uh, killing them all. The uh, introducing the Beast Wars characters like just detracted from that story, and it didn't because their their story wasn't really very well developed. Like it's it either feels rushed or skipped. Yeah, both of which kind of do a disservice to even having them there. And I think it would have been interesting if there was an homage to them rather than having them actually on the show. Or a tease, like, you know. Or or a tease, right? Like let uh, Dinobot's eye like kind of spy them from the distance and, and, have, and kind of leave it at that. And kind of leave it at that and maybe tease that, oh, like this, there's going to be a spinoff of this in the future. Like that... That would have been really cool, but 
Um, we're just getting a sufficient amount of energon because otherwise, like, I think the episode is fine. I'm not terribly offended by it. I'm not terribly offended by it either. And uh, I, I really liked the the speech between uh, Optimus and Bumblebee. The scene where Optimus finds Elita One's body like really got me mm-hmm. and i liked megatron like standing up and being like no i'm doing this for cybertron like fuck you like literally like telling his future self to go fuck himself and he said and if it comes to me choosing my death over slavery and i choose slavery then it will be my choice again yeah so gets a gets a sufficient amount of energon mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, just same Z's for me, mirroring that. Um, there was really cool stuff, but then we were like robbed of other stuff. Yeah. I um yeah. I we like we spent fifteen minutes going over a alternative scene that <laughs> happened. Better um, versions of this finale. And they made it needlessly complex in ways I don't understand why they needed to. Like, I actually don't think Nemesis Prime needed to be on it. Um, Galavar was better as just a dream quest coming and interacting with Orion. Oh, um, uh, Galvatron. Sorry, Galvatron. Galvatron. Sorry, was better as a vision quest when they were in the dead universe. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with Starscream hearing like whispers of like, you know, eldritch horror that is Unicron. But like, don't show them as much don't make them such a big solid part and it got away from what it started as right like yeah introducing all these new characters and new motivations even like galvatron and nemesis didn't need to be characters no they could have just been you don't need a big bad guy to fight and then when they did make them the big bad to fight they don't let them fight them yeah they just go, uh, shit, how long do we have? <laughs> Eight minutes, fuck it. They're, uh, uh, Ghost Alita kills them. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, why were they here? <laughs> so yeah. it's like they, they, they didn't even know what to do. And that's what I noticed the second half of Kingdom started unraveling. The last three episodes, you've probably heard me say, did they watch the last episode did they watch that last episode did they watch any of kingdom and it's it unraveled pretty pretty fast they they spent a long time like getting lost in the woods and not enough time Uh, there you go that's a good analogy yeah they spent a long time a lot of the time getting lost in the woods and uh not enough time um having developing uh megatron holding up Ultra Magnus's head <laughs> and being like, um, alas, poor Ultra Magnus. Alas, <laughs> alas poor, alas, poor Magnus. Alas, poor Magnus. I knew him, Soundwave. <laughs> alas, poor Magnus. I knew him, Soundwave. Yeah, you do a much better Megatron than I do. <laughs> Megatron, stop playing with your dead friend and come to the bridge. <laughs> Soundwave, leave the room. You and leave the lotion. Sp- speaking of come, leave the room. 
I have this head right but here. But Megatron, I said leave. <laughs> I like to watch. Well, I don't. <laughs> and meanwhile, in the corner, you just see like shockwaves, like invisibility, like flicker. And you hear. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, folks, that's hey. been. <laughs> Okay. That's been episode 100 of the uh, Raptorbot Chronicles. <laughs> uh, yeah, of, um, Chips Ahoy, the, <laughs> the reboot Chipcast. <laughs> Again, if you're wondering what that's in reference to, go to uh, patreon.com slash lasercomb and subscribe for $5 a month and you'll get preamble audio of me and Cal talking about, like, random shit. Um... Before we, we, we wrap the episode up, though, um, this is episode 100 of Too Much Energon. This is, this is a big deal. It's a big, it's a big deal. deal to me. I, We've I, lasted I, 99 episodes long, uh, 97 episodes longer than the average indie podcast. Yeah, I, I've said it before, but the uh, statistically, the average indie podcast lasts about three episodes before it just disappears because people figure out that uh, one work takes time takes work takes effort takes money it's not free to do podcasts folks <laughs> you mean the second that we were done recording it doesn't just magically edit itself and appear on multiple multiple streaming services it doesn't just whisk away no and in, and uh, indeed after um Actually, you know what? I'm going to go into the process because I've never, I don't think I've ever actually like really gone into it before. And this is episode 100. So this feels like a good time to do it. You get to so, peek behind the curtain, folks. So how we do the shows is, and this is, isn't how we've always done it, but this is how we've been doing it for quite some time now. We launch a Zoom call. We have a weekly Zoom uh, uh, meeting that we have for this or uh the laser comb podcast our other like currently like active podcasts that we do uh weekly ish that's um, expense number one uh yes Shitty free uh yes uh zoom costs uh like uh with taxes nearly 25 dollars a month cost me that um so we launch a zoom call uh, me and Cal usually like chat for a while. Sometimes it's like 10 minutes. Sometimes it's nearly an hour like it was today. Uh, <laughs> it's good for, uh, for, uh, the two of us to just like catch up and like talk about things that are off topic. It's also really good too, because it, uh, for me, at least for me anyway, it like, uh, gets, gets my throat going, gets my voice going, gets me in the mode of like talking regularly. Um, Making jokes about things and make, making make a point of things. not talking or talking about the subject of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Because it's... inevitably our best jokes will be in the preamble of it, and we're like, no, no, no. We must save it. We gotta save it. Um so the so the pre and the, the, the preamble uh I decided uh, very early on was just gonna be a, a bonus for Patreon subscribers. And uh, a lot of people seem to enjoy those. And... Sometimes there's like a uh, cold open, cut from, cut from, the cut from the preamble. Yeah, yeah. So after we're done recording, uh, it usually takes Zoom about a half hour or so to render the video and audio versions of the recording, and from there, 
I go into the video editing program that I use, which is Shotcut, and I load the recording into Shotcut. I also grab the the intro video and like whatever song or the the, the outro bit or like whatever song I'm going to put at the end or, you know, whatever. Uh, and then what I literally do is I spend however long the amount of time that we recorded sometimes Longer. sometimes it, sometimes it's only an hour sometimes it's three or four hours uh i quite literally listen to the entire thing as i'm editing i watch and listen to the entire thing as i'm editing to cut things like you know dead air or if there's like glitches in the audio to like try and fix those try and like remove those as best as balancing I can. like balancing hum, audio hum or volume difference or balance yeah yeah balancing like audio levels uh sometimes like just like little things but so that process usually that process varies depending on how long the episode is itself it's uh, inevitably longer than the recording it's inevitably long stopping and be because i have to stop and like cut things out or like sometimes i have to in the case of the laser comb podcast i'll add in the like i'll often lately i've been adding in like the intro for whatever show we're talking about that week so and that, yeah there's like a title card after our intro <laughs> yeah yeah so and it, it's fun like I, I i like doing it but the point is it's it's time consuming. So after we're done recording, um, I'm still sitting in front of the computer for literally several hours. Uh, and then in shortcut, I, once I'm done and I'm satisfied with what I've made, I begin actually rendering this edited version of the video. And that depending on the length, that also varies depending on the length of the video. Sometimes that's only like 20 minutes. Sometimes it's two hours. Uh, while that's going on, I will uh, find a screenshot from whatever we're talking about that week that I usually something that I find funny or cool. And I'll like a, a just a, a still image from that episode. And I'll and because put... you can't screenshot a lot of the streaming services, that means you have to privately screenshot that it's yeah. Because you can't screenshot something on Netflix, I have to resort to other methods to acquire the episode of what we're talking about so I can make a screenshot. And then I load that into Photoshop. And I add like the, the too much Energon text on the top, the episode number, and then like what we're talking about at the bottom. But it's, a, it's always a widescreen image so I can use it for YouTube so it'll be like 16 by 9 but i also have to check what a 4 by 3 what it would look like in a 4 by 3 box so i can use that same art for our podcasting host uh transistor and the thumbnail and so i i have to actually like painstakingly make sure <laughs> that the text is like it'll still be a 16 by 9 image but i have to make sure that the text will fit perfectly into this 4 right. by 3 box right because it just clips the yeah. thumbnail and it makes its own thumbnail out of the yeah uh so th that's I, I i've become like quite skilled at doing that now so that's that used to take me like 
upwards of like an hour to do properly. Now I can do it in like 10 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes. Hear that, Rooster Teeth? If you're hiring, <laughs> needing, needing <laughs> editors. Uh, and so once the video version of the podcast has been rendered by Shotcut, I will immediately, because uh, YouTube takes t its own time to do things, I'll immediately go to YouTube and start uploading the video. Because that'll take time. The, the upload, because of my ISP, uh, my upload speed with my internet service provider, the upload process is actually quite quick, but YouTube takes quite a while to process something. In general, yeah, I've noticed that. So I'll immediately go to YouTube and start uploading the video. And then what I'll do is I'll bring up Audacity and bring the video file, the like MP4 file into Audacity and adjust the leveling. I'll turn the volume up. And then I'll export that as an MP3. And then I'll go to the website for my podcast uh, provider that I use, which is Transistor. And I will go to the like add new episode. And that MP3 that I've just exported, I will upload to there. I'll add the show art. And then I'll start, uh, like I'll add the, the title of the episode, which I'll just caught and I'll just copy and paste from transist the transistor website to to the youtube version and uh i'll copy and paste like the um the whole like social media links and everything like that uh from previous just from previous episodes into the current episode that i'm uploading and then i will come up with a like fun and stupid way to describe the episode that we've just talked about like Optimus Lion and Gary Primal team up to form the <laughs> hypest WWF tag team ever to fight Ultima Weapon from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> like, I'll come up with that like was just... for our um, uh, Japanese Beast Wars review. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was episode forty-seven of Too Much Energon, maybe. Um, so I'll come up with like a really like dumb and funny. Uh, description of an episode like that and then type all that up and you know add social media links there's like little things like I have to check like does this contain explicit content yes it does it always does we say a lot of dirty <laughs> words on, this sh on these shows <laughs> um, and I always in the description put the uh, for both the audio and the video versions I put links in the descriptions for both so for the audio version, I'm like uh, link to the video version and for the version on YouTube, the video version, I'll put a link to the audio version. So I have to wait for both of those to both of those sites to finish doing their thing. So I can just copy and paste links. And then when I publish them, I post them to the links to our uh, discord, which there's always a link to if you want to join, there's a link to in the description of uh yeah any it takes episode. the it takes the the work out of having to siphon through some of uh the, the streaming yeah i i also go to uh i also while this is going on i also go to patreon and upload links to and copy and paste and upload links to all of this to patreon as well to be like hey we got a new episode of a thing so all told uh, even with 
all told like each afternoon that we record like we record for like one between one and three hours usually and we're usually done by anywhere between like three and four p.m um i'm usually still doing stuff until about seven or eight o'clock at night and then things are out there in the world and i'm like yay i'm happy sweet yeah and so you use that um which is way different like <clears throat> i don't know if other people will uh, how much um other people let give peeks behind the curtain but a lot of the podcasts i listen to come out days or weeks peek behind the curtain oh <laughs> there's my bedroom ladies and gentlemen behind me da -da -da. much much improved uh um, much improved living space compared living to space where i was there, yeah. uh before <laughs> no longer living in the predicon base <laughs> yes <laughs> um I, i'll notice a lot of other We're podcasts <laughs> yes <laughs> that one was fitting um <clears throat> but it'll be like days weeks before they're like kind of aired yep and so they avoid things that are topical and a lot of the time in those podcasts unless it's a topical podcast in which case it's usually days because they go right at it so right just saying to listeners just so you know it coming out like the day of like recording is extremely Rare. uncommon yeah <laughs> Even podcasts I listen to, like, um, and I know this because I've guest hosted on a couple of podcasts that I've been listening to for years now, which is a, it's not really, I don't even There's like nothing wrong with it. No, no, it's not even, it's not a brag or anything. It's just like, it's a thing that I, that for me is like a really cool thing that I did that like two of my favorite podcasts I've, that I've been listening to for years, I've actually like guest hosted on. I'm like, that's really rad. Um, but both times, like the the episode went live like days after I recorded with them. Mm -hmm. But but for me, like generally, like I try most of the time, like something goes live like within a few hours after we're done recording. Yeah, have you listened to us like regularly, depending on like how busy your like weekends are or what our schedules are or whatever you probably hear us on the day we say we're recording so when we're like hey it's halloween then it's probably <laughs> actually halloween and and so on and so forth except for special episodes when you've done interviews and you've put together like a christmas special and it's just like oh boy we've been sitting on this ian weir interview yeah and there's there's some uh there's something special like going on there. Speaking of something special, we got another interview lined up. Oh, that, shit. That's happening real soon. <laughs> this week, there's actually going to be two episodes of Too Much Energon, folks. That's right. The uh, and this is this is weird too because I even though we've spoken with to like Ian Ian Weir before and Bob uh, Buckley, friend of the show, uh, Bob Buckley, extra friend of the the show. Like, yeah, we had the like he, he gave us the unreleased like mp3 like like cd of his of the, original um reboot, reboot soundtrack, soundtrack which is out there on youtube on the lasercom <laughs> uh channel um yeah we're uh we're gonna make another friend of the show here and and this is this um 
just like siege is legitimate journalism we we have a legitimate actor that we may uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be coy about who it is but yeah me me too i'm just saying there's a legitimate actor coming and i'm a little bit like oh man like do i wear a suit like (laughs) well how do how do i do this like this is it's a very broad and um extensive uh filmography Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're going to be interviewing a, an actor for the first time on Too Much Energon real soon, so keep an eye out for that. Um, any other news, or is it we're gonna we're gonna maybe we'll keep that under wraps? Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll you'll find out. Uh, listeners will find out who it is uh, all very very what, soon. Because what about that... what about Too Much Energon? Well, we are we wrapping up here. I, we've already mentioned that we're gonna cover the comics, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we've, uh, folks, we we've got too much energy on like episodes planned, like well into the new year. So we're we're not we're not going anywhere. I I did like in the back of my mind, especially over the summer, and like I I was going through stuff, and like I uh, I mentioned earlier, I died. <laughs> I haven't talked about that really on air, but uh, uh, I was in it. Such was, a drama queen, I, dying. <laughs> I, I, I I was in a dark place, and um, well, I tried to end it all, and I succeeded. But I was brought back because uh, of Cal, quite literally. What um, you're saying is the uh, the oracle. <laughs> you saw the light, and uh, the oracle uh, spoke to you. And told you something about the seeds of the no nothing like that <laughs> no nothing at all actually there's absolutely nothing when you when you pass um, apologies yeah, just... apologies if that offends anyone but uh, it changed my outlook on life because it is a absolute void of consciousness that is uh, something I could have never truly understood until I experienced it personally it is just pure nothingness. So it was like losing consciousness and snapping, but like a like going to sleep. No, not even really like, bugged you about that. It's right? not. It's not even like going to sleep. It's just. It is. It, it's just like I said. It's pure nothingness. There's. It's a void. I, I can't contemplate that because no, from... no, and the, that's the thing <laughs> is like I couldn't have either until I experienced it. Like it's just it's a pure void of just like no consciousness whatsoever like no activity at all and like no perception of time no perception of time no perception of reality um dying's easy coming back's real hard Um, yeah so well we're the listeners who don't think you have a bullshit haircut and uh (laughs) and myself uh actually maybe even that listener who, (laughs) who said that uh we're we're glad you're here and uh um we're uh we're we're trucking on through the the void i had something deeper to say there but then i completely forgot about it well what i'm gonna say I, is i can't the, remember the, oh the... mental health awareness like stuff like that that i i wanted to like briefly touch about that that you know like shit happens to to everyone and you gotta happens to you and it happens to people you know and we've avoided kind of like talking about sometimes that there, yeah. but but uh, but that thing we specifically we haven't really like brought up 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you're, you're still trucking that your, uh, your, your spark was jammed back in your, your chest. Yeah. I actually my... don't know if they literally like shocked you <laughs> had to i i don't resuscitate know they, you i don't know what the well for obvious reasons i don't know what they did well, either technically you had to have been resuscitated yeah because my my heart stopped my my heart stopped twice i had to be apparently i had to be revived in the ambulance and i also had to be revived in the emergency room too so like my body was really like trying to give up my my body was ready, i assume it's just smelling salts and a few slaps in the face like <laughs> Like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Uh, <clears throat> no, I don't remember. The, I don't remember your, the f- your spirit went up and your body like did the thing where <laughs> it pulled it back down. Yeah. I, I just sorry everybody. I make jokes about dark things all the time. Yes, because so I don't do I. like peering into the void. So I make light of everything. Uh, so one of the reasons why I brought that up was because I uh, around that time when i was in like a really dark place like i considered just like calling it quits after episode 100 just being like no we're like this is done like i don't want to do this anymore but i've i don't feel that way anymore and in fact like i want to keep this show going for as long as uh uh both of us are willing and able to we always make that joke right like that we're my forehead's going to be like halfway back <laughs> on the back of my head and uh i'll still dress like it's like you know 2005 and we'll be in our like wheelchairs or like walkers and be like this week on too much energy on uh, it, it, what d- does galivar like chocolate milk <laughs> <laughs> after we've exhausted every single fucking transformers resource like in existed in existence we're just gonna be like doing like at that like point amas and like speculative discussion <laughs> I was say, at that point we're just like reviewing like g1 uh uh g1 um psas or like uh commercials for like just commercials for the toys uh, like uh, clothing from thrift shops like <laughs> like that we find yeah <laughs> uh, i i showed you um um a relative of mine had like a weird like a dinosaur like uh like vaporwave like graphic like t-shirt they got from like walmart or whatever and i'm like is this megatron and you're like <laughs> oh not technically sure why not, why not? <laughs> uh so yeah but so yeah that... you were saying the, you've had a kind of uh the You've, you've revisited the thought of too much energy on what it means yeah, to you. Yeah, and uh, listeners, I have borderline personality disorder. I'm diagnosed with it. Um, I think I manage it fairly well. And in fact, uh, given uh, my recent dating history, date, try, attempting to date someone else who has BPD, holy fuck, do I manage it way better than they did. Um, so, like, I go back and forth on things in my head all the time. Um including things like just being like all right laser comb too much energy on laser comb productions it's all done like just pull, pull shut it, it back. down shut it down Grab, pull the lever and sh- shut down everything yeah uh uh walter peck is just like shut it off <laughs> opens the containment unit and like ghosts like fly out everywhere but no <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Dinobots go splice uh, uh, but but yeah, so I I go back and forth in my head uh, about thing everything in life all the time, including like just being like, no, I don't want to do the podcasting thing anymore. But no, I I, I do. I want to keep doing this and. Um, yeah, we're, like I said, we're, we're going to press forward. We're going to be talking about comics for the next little while on Too Much Energon. Um, next episode, we have an interview lined up. Then we're going to be talking about comics. we got our holiday specials coming up where we're going to be doing, I alluded to earlier, the Beast Wars Monopoly game that came out recently. And a couple other things that I'll save as uh, nice little surprises. And then in the new year, on to more comics. We're going to be recycling episodes of our uh, now defunct Too Much Galavar podcast where we talk about the 2021 Beast Wars comics. They'll just be repurposed into episodes of Too Much Energon for the for a couple of months. And then finished. Because and, then fi- and then finished because we yeah. didn't finish it. So like eventually like we'll uh, pick that back up and just like talk about like subsequent issues. But it'll be kind of weird because at that point they'll be like they'll be... Um, uh, episodes we recorded like apart. <laughs> we, the, there'll be episodes of uh that we recorded like two years ago at that point oh yeah. right because yeah yeah wow it's been that long yeah yeah we've been doing this for a while big old uh, crocodile <laughs> big old crocodile <laughs> do you know how much money i'm saving by living in a dumpster <laughs> <laughs> There's some there's some dumpster diving there, <laughs> uh, so to speak, with uh, <laughs> those comics. So it's it's been a so so that's what's to come from too much energon. We'll probably like get into the Japanese Beast Wars at some point uh, yeah. after that. Uh, yeah, it's at this point it's why, just fun too. At this point, why not? And like we did that movie, and that movie was so like bananas, stupid, like. Like there's going to be a lot of. I feel like there's going to be a lot of fodder for us. I to feel just, like, like I'm make in the headspace to like those more too. Yeah. Uh, so it's would been... we ever do the movies? Like as in like um, fucking Michael Bay. Uh, honestly, I'd rather go back. No, like go and well, watch like some other mainstream. Gee, I, I would I, eventually like I would rather just like go back to the beginning, like go back four million years in the past and just start talking about G1 because that cartoon is like quite comical great, to revisit. No, it's not. But, but like it's... in chunks, I'd rather do that. Like, do you know what I mean? Watch an yeah. hour's worth of G1. Yeah. Like episodes one through four. Boom. Let's talk about that. Then watch the Michael Bay movies. And it's a product of its time. I still say that the first one is. First one's all right. It's all right, and again, I haven't watched Bumblebee, which we Siege uh, really we we might be watching soon. Let's mm. talk about holiday specials. Uh, but um, fuck, I there's seven of them, six. We we talk about this every now and then again, and it's just like at some point I was like, what is this? <laughs> this is like <laughs> masturbatory, like sheets of metal making shapes and laser sounds. Yeah, I, I don't have, like, a ton of interest in talking about the Michael Bay movies on this show. Like, I would do a commentary track for, like, the first one, maybe. Yeah, there, again, like, maybe some sort of live commentary on Bumblebee. Or, yeah, like, for, like, Patreon but or something. But, I like, think I think comfortably we're not moving <laughs> towards that moving forward. 
But eventually, when uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts comes out, like we most definitely will have to talk about that on this show. I feel I like feel. that's of a different. That's different because that's not. That's actually going to have like our uh, our our favorite uh, beast formers like realized on the big screen for the first time. That'll be weird. Because yeah, again, I... anyone listening to this, like this is a long ass episode, but it's episode one hundred. When we started this, there weren't like the, the War for Cybertron wasn't out. Yeah, <laughs> um, there wasn't the um, that resurgence of War for Cybertron like toy line out right yeah like, and there uh, was there wasn't like the the idw comic like the idw comic wasn't announced what i've also noticed too because um uh, listeners when i'm communicating through people uh with people via text i like to use gifs a lot the amount of beast wars gifts since we started this podcast has like increased by like a thousand percent like originally that's it was just like good, half that's an accurate portrayal you'd have to really hunt and it would be like you'd find like half dozen one you, and you'd have to really type in the right thing yeah right? and like now you just type in beast up. wars and they're like there's this massive like list of gifts from like various different that's episodes. a good there you go that's a good pop culture uh way to gauge how popular something has been it's like we used to have to hunt for these things yeah. And I was like, man, do I have to make them out of the episodes myself? Mm-hmm. God. And now they're all over the place. One of my favorites is um, depressed uh, teenage Cheetor in his living room. Oh, yeah, yeah. From like, that, looking uh... sad with the with Dinobot, like just talking to him. Yeah. My, one of my favorites is the shot of Silverbolt where he's holding the radio with his eyebrow raised. <laughs> yeah. As if he just like heard something stupid yeah <laughs> that's a good one too yeah so yeah beast wars is like making a weird resurgence and uh i like to think in the past but I, I like to think we're a part of that somehow absolutely the number one beast wars podcast on the net the world's foremost me. beast wars podcast at least the world's foremost <laughs> yeah uh speaking of um well, on the subject of podcasts, like, again, this is episode 100 of Too Much Energon, milestone episode. Uh, this has been a, a great experience overall for the past, like, year and a half, almost, or t- two and a half years, almost now. We recorded the first episode on July 31st of 2020, and it, at the time of recording, it is now Halloween, October 31st of 2022. Um, it's been a wild ride. And during that time, uh, me and Cal, like me and Cal have known each other since like 2008. Cause we, as we've mentioned this before, uh, this, we, we met cause we worked at the same blockbuster. Um, that's how old we are. That is how old we are. Um, when I was, when I was your age, I couldn't just go to a streaming site and watch things. I had to walk 15 miles uphill and see if there was a physical copy often there wasn't and then i had to walk back home if i wanted to watch the uh the the newest season of 24 i had to go to the (laughs) video store and uh rent each disc individually but oh shit disc four out of six 
was rented. So I only I had to miss four episodes in the middle of the season. <laughs> anyone and our that age, was good enough. Anyone our age knows that, like knows that struggle right there. And that was good enough. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Um, uh, our our me and Cal's friendship has uh, uh, grown exponentially closer in that time. So I want to give a special uh, thank you to 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 you, good sir, for doing the show with me and all the other shows that we've been doing for the past two and a half years, all this time because it's been it's been a joy. Yeah, it has been. It's uh it's helped me uh, escape uh, my own existential dread. And I've, uh, I, I said this during the preamble, but, um, but also kind of go into a fam, a fandom and yeah. like learn more about it and enjoy it more. I, I, I said this in the, the preamble, but, uh, I'm going to say it on air too. Um, I'm, I, I'm never going to have children. I'm never going to have a family or anything like that. I'm never, um, realistic like i wanted to like get into the entertainment business realistically i'm probably not going to at this point in my life um doing these shows like doing these shows and having them like out there is kind of my legacy is how i'm viewing it at this point this is these are things that will persist after i'm gone this will be the this will be the way i leave my mark on the world and if anyone is like cringing about that as they listen (laughs) to this i don't care (laughs) It's I'll have, you know, this is what I were raised on cringe. (laughs) We're the cringe generation. Sure. Gen Z might be shameless with their TikToks and their like reaction videos, but millennials invented cringe. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, this, this is, uh, this is my way of leaving my mark on the world. This is, this is what I got. And this is it. So what you're saying is too much energy on is what you got. I said, remember that. Uh, doesn't really. And John two out of ten is what I got. I, I said, said too much. <laughs> and John is what I got. There's another thing that dates us. Sublime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've mentioned this before, but like uh, I have uh, teenagers uh, at the grocery store that I work at. My subordinates are mostly teenagers, like from the ages of like 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. They're all good kids. Um, but one of them says to me the other day uh, or yesterday, he was like, hey, have you ever heard of Sublime? And I was like, I start laughing. I'm like, I grew up in Gather the around, children, just... around the fire, and I shall tell ye a tale. <laughs> it's all this time. I, I started laughing and I was like, I was like, man, I grew up in the nineties. Of course I know who sublime is. <laughs> he did that with me too, before, uh, about the offspring. He's like, Hey, have you ever heard of the offspring? And I was like, again, I was like, I grew up in the nineties friend. Like, of course I know who they are. Uh, Let me just say my friend has a girlfriend and he hates that bitch. <laughs> uh, Tells me every day. Uh, it, but on the other hand, that's actually. And really I say, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> 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 I have played Crazy Taxi. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget um, that's the offspring. So to start wrapping things up, uh, I want to give some shout outs to some, uh, some canonized listeners that uh, we've had with us oh, for yeah. quite a while. Yeah, let's do that. 
Yeah, I want to I want to give a shout out to uh, to Jared. You know who you are. You've been with us for a while. You listen to our, all our shows. You you're a Patreon subscriber. You have uh, sent me stuff in the mail and uh, you're great. And, and uh, it I've... hasn't been poo or bombs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we we've chatted on uh on the discord and on uh uh patreon before and you're you're a cool dude so he uh, likes my memes even if no one else does <laughs> uh i want to give does a he shit. watch all of our stuff i'm pretty sure yeah yeah also he's not even old like us i i think he's in his late 20s like i i, I could be i apologies if i'm getting this wrong but i think he's mentioned he's like 28 ish something out there not even in the same country so he he mailed you mailed you your your stuff uh international uh, i want to give a shout out to uh to josh a unique exemplar you know who you are um he's been listening to us i i think he just uh he's been listening to us for a while because i think i remember him first like tweeting at us when around the time we were wrapping up beast wars so around like episode 45 or 46 or so yeah and at the like because i remember i have a twitter yet or because i remember him (laughs) tweeting uh at us being like hey i just discovered your show and now you're wrapping up like yeah yeah and i was at the time i was being coy about what we were going to be doing i'm like oh we're we're not going anywhere the show's continuing on so keep listening uh he's also a patreon subscriber so big shout out um also fellow queer individual so uh extra shout out to you um shout out to uh tune in our on our discussion of uh non-binary candy Uh, shout out to Bemuse Horseman, another patron. Uh, he's also, I don't know if he listens to this show or not. I think he does, but I'm well, not Bemused sure. Well, Bemuse Horseman's definitely mostly a, uh, uh, probably a alphanumeric. Right, right. Uh, fan. Uh, also shout still out. still a patron. Also shout out to, uh, Cone Killer Confusor, who start, definitely started out listening to us because of our reboot podcast, but I, I'm pretty sure he listens to Too Much Energon now as well. They've commented on Lasercomb stuff, even if they didn't watch it, they've, they've commented on it. And, um, was it Cone Killer Confusor that did some of the fan art stuff? Uh, he did. <laughs> fan art. Multiple right things. Here. Air Doctor. Reboot joke right there. That was a, uh, we, that was an alphanumeric joke from very, quite a while. Various ago. bumbling of words and <laughs> that, that, that me was, rolling with it. Yeah, that, that, that was, uh, misspeaking and just being like, fuck it, let's just roll with it. <laughs> Air Doctor. Which is uh, actually a, a skill that I've, that I personally have developed and, with well, there um, you go. podcasting like uh fucking things up and just rolling with it just just to, rolling with it to to keep the conversation or in broader strokes actually um learning to just roll with the discussion to keep the discussion going yeah something that doing this many podcasts has taught me has taught me to like listen better like actually legitimately um and knowing when to just move on yeah no no i wanted to talk about that if it's not interesting 
when we're doing the podcast, it's like, okay, wait, in real life, why should I speak like that too? So it's kind of like helped me do like that chit chat. Like, I don't need to go back to what I was talking about five minutes ago and correct someone on whatever. And also just being um, more self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah. Like if you say something dumb or whatever, just like going and owning it. <laughs> well, and weirdly enough, like I feel like, um, yeah, b- because like I take things, those kind of lessons that I've learned doing these shows and I apply them to into IRL now, what I've noticed is people like me more, which is a weird thing to say, but like it's especially noticeable because I've relocated to a new town and I'm meeting <laughs> new people. But what I've noticed is people like me more than they did when I was younger. And I don't know if that has something to do with it, but I I feel like it probably does. And I I tend to just get along with people better. What we're saying, folks, is we're better at hiding who we really are (laughs) and putting on a mask to interact with society so that we are better accepted by our peers. (laughs) That's exactly what we're saying. Uh, No, I I think it's more in the lines of... um, just learning, learning to communicate how, better lear, yeah learning to communicate better speaking of communications also shout out to uh, lady glitch oh <laughs> you know what i was just thinking that in my head and i was like wait where have i heard that before yeah uh, shout out to lady glitch yeah she she has a master's. her relationship status has changed from oh, fan th- to friend to co-host to so yeah yeah so she she started out as uh the reason why i said speaking of communications is she has a master's degree in communications um so she started out as listener uh guest host host listener friend friend of the show guest host (laughs) oh friend host uh me and her were romantically linked for a while uh i've never really addressed this but that's not a thing anymore but we're still really good friends and we still talk all the time disgusting <laughs> i know right? not the not not the still being friends but being romantically involved how dare you oh yeah i know right in the workplace no. where is my rubber ducky <laughs> and there you go took the words out of my mouth <laughs> but uh, yeah there's no there's no hard uh there's no hard feelings but is that yeah yeah, 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 that, yeah. that's the thing uh, my brain just did a and you mean bad feelings you mean rough feelings and i was like nobody says hard feelings and then my brain finished rebooting and it was like no no hard feelings is the term you're looking for your brain finished rebooting imagine like rebooting and just like instead of your clothes and your equipment like being different it was like that one episode of reboot where like you actually change into a different sprite but instead of being a cool like virus or like whatever you transform into i don't know like mike the tv (laughs) exactly (laughs) truly nightmarish stuff non-reboot fans uh if you like og like beast wars it i feel like there's such overlap there that there can't be nobody i'm a broken record but it feels like they're they have to be the same fan base almost 
but not necessarily. No, uh, and it actually kind of, because like for me, like I was a fan of Reboot and then I discovered Beast Wars and then I was like, oh man, they're for it's both mainframe from Mainframe Entertainment. And yeah. then I got into Shadow Raiders because it's like, oh man, the new show from Mainframe. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Uh, but what I've noticed is there isn't as much crossover between those fan bases as you would think. No. And maybe it was just a, like a Canadiana kind of like YTV. Could it, be, yeah. Yeah, it feels like that. But uh yeah, not not as much crossover as there is. But I think if there's an adult that enjoys Beast Wars and not just because they enjoy Transformers in general, maybe they'd like reboot. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Hard to I say. Also, also want to give a shout out to uh Dan from What the Famicom. He's been on the show before. He's also a listener. Uh friend of the show good guy yeah really, we need to really funny dude I, I i feel like he should have been on the show like way more times than he actually has <laughs> i i tried to get him on the show recently and he wasn't able to because of scheduling conflicts but i i would re and he he has like said like hey i'd like to be on the show again so i yeah exactly we'll, we'll have dan on the show again definitely we even should... if it even if it's just another like hangout episode where we don't yeah. really talk about much yeah or or, or... We could sneak attack him and like ambush him with um a comic yeah <laughs> like be like hey read this <laughs> and then be like oh shit and just like throw him into the middle of idw's like story right we, we get him to read like the last issue <laughs> like just the last issue and be like well you just caught a random issue of <laughs> idw's beast wars <laughs> would you buy would you buy it next month would you buy it next month it doesn't no. matter no because the series was cancelled take that yeah it would uh, be interesting to see a random uh, do you know if he's a comic reader and enjoyer of comics uh i don't actually i don't think so um, i should I'll, I'll i'll tweet him and, and bug him and be like are you a are you a casual enjoyer of comics good sir <laughs> I'd be interested to see what his response is. I uh, also want to give a shout out to uh, Ian Weir, friend of the show. We interviewed him uh, uh, quite a while ago now, over a year ago now. Yeah, and you've checked out his recent publications too. Yeah, he's uh, he's published three books. I actually own hard copies of all of them. I've read one of them. Uh, I need to... Uh, need to read his latest book, but unfortunately, uh, I, I've moved a couple of times There's in the past of, few months, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of and, bullshit getting in the way. <laughs> and I, lots of bullshit getting in the way. Um, and I have no idea where his books are right now, but I definitely still have them. So when I find them, I'm going to start reading that latest one. Uh, great interview. It was our first interview that we did. Uh, great guy. So big shout out to him. Shout out to Bob Buckley, who we interviewed for episode 69. Nice. Nice. Of uh, Too Much Energon. It was a, it was kind of a dual publication. It was an interview that was episode 69 of Too Much Energon. It was also episode something of Alphanumeric 48 or something like that. Because mm -hmm. um, it, it 
he did the music for both reboot and beast wars and shadow raiders so the the interview being uh used for both shows just made sense to me because we kind of talked about everything mostly talked about reboot but we also did some talked about beast wars oh everything and, and like the career at the time and what it was like for producers and yeah the how will modern like uh modern instrumentation like changed on the yeah. turn of the century and how that changed for like artists and even uh, he reflected a lot of the things Ian Weir said where it's like um uh what's it called not contracting but like yeah I guess contracting or whatever where like work individual, for hire yeah individuals won't like do like write for one episode like here or there be brought on it's more of like a this is our permanent cast kind of thing and so mm -hmm. Ian Weir and Bob Buckley both had a lot of interesting peaks behind the curtain to like that industry and how it changed yeah, yeah. so uh yeah uh we'll shout out, out again yeah shout out to both of them uh both very uh very great chats and uh for me to be able to say like if i could go back in time to like 12 year old me and be like hey 12 year old christopher you're gonna be you're gonna actually get to talk to the guy who wrote the episode where Starscream possesses Waspinator, <laughs> and you're also gonna get to talk to the guy who did the music for Reboot and Beast Wars. Like, it's just it. It's rad. It's one of those uh, one of those things that I it that I'm very very proud of that I was able to do and very, very grateful that they were willing to come on the show and be a part of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And seeing those names in like the credits, like all the time is so it, it, it is nice to say you did a tweet about this. Um, it was like 12 year old me would think um, like present me was fucking rad yeah or yeah whatever. uh like uh i think i said like 11 year old siege would think 37 year old siege is the coolest grown-up ever and i think i think that's i i think that's a pretty i think that's a pretty noteworthy like statement like be the adult that the child you would think is fucking cool yeah like even outside of like a vein or like pride or whatever you want to call it thing. Like, do you want to be the adult that you thought was fucking lame? I didn't back then. And you know what? I don't now. Same. And I'm definitely not the at kind of, I'm definitely not the kind of grown up that I would have thought was like lame and boring. Like I, listeners you can't see but like all around my room i have like fucking transformers like thousands <laughs> literally thousands of dollars worth of transformers every 11 year old siege walking into that room gotta say he'd be yeah. pretty hype <laughs> i i've got like boxed transformers on my wall i've got an entire shelf dedicated to just various forms of cheetor i've also got like figures <laughs> the of cheetor shrine yeah the, the shrine to cheetor i've also got like spawn action figures i've got like robocop action figures i've got metal gear figures i've got like power rangers shit like i've got like several like daredevil toys like like i'm I'm I, I'm living I'm living the uh, the I, I'm living the 11 year old siege dream right now. Exactly. I, I'm I, I I've said for years that like I, I I'm too old to grow up and that uh, that 
still rings true, I think. But also, growing up was a lie. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you you lied to me. Turns out that um, uh, like growing up or being an adult was just um, living long enough where you can lie to kids. Yeah. For me, if you if you had nice parents and nice <laughs> um. Uh, adult um, <laughs> we've, we've we've talked about this before yeah if you had nice um adult um role models in your life when you were younger i good for wow good for I, you. one that's, i'm shocked that's great too good for you <laughs> yeah but um uh i i can think of like 1.5 <laughs> like interactions of my childhood where an adult was constructive <laughs> uh, yeah well, Usually teachers are people not in my family. I got one more thing I'm going to bring on camera. Because right, right. why the fuck not? It's episode 100. Uh, let's see if you I got can get one a... more thing. I got one Folks. more thing. I actually. I got swear this... to God, if it's the two foot Cheetor. <laughs> the unholy abomination. Now, this is something uh, actually Lady Glitch sent me. Oh? But I've never actually talked about it on air. But it's really cool, so... <laughs> Look at this. Oh, should I? Right. I almost forgot you. <clears throat> Excuse me, princess. I almost forgot you got that. So, listeners, uh, he's got um, he's got Galivar and Gary Primal together at last. Wrestle <laughs> WrestleMania twenty twenty two, in a package DVD included. 10th anniversary beast wars yeah so what what this is is this is the original um uh 1996 mega beast uh optimus primal and uh, megatron toys but they've been in 2006 they were released re-released in a two-pack together with new paint schemes and new head molds to make them look more much more show show accurate than the original toys i, I looked up the original the those ones that you have the 10th anniversary look way more show accurate well and indeed um here is the 2021 reissue of the original megatron toy the head mold's not that grimace not, but it's not bad but like the the <clears throat> The re the 2006 reissue is much more show accurate. Same with yeah. uh, our our man Gary. Uh, but yeah, and it came with a DVD. I think it was the ep the DVD contains the episode Possession, which was written by a friend of the show, Ian Weir. Uh, so that was the thing that uh, starring Lee... friend of the show Waspinator. <laughs> before his long journey. <laughs> yeah, before he uh, turned into. Uh turned into uh wait i had said silverbolt was thrust earlier no 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 silverbolt <clears throat> yeah silverbolt jet was jet storm jet jet storm jet storm jet scream jet jet storm um we all scream Wasp for night scream <laughs> we all scream for night scream the unholy abomination that we wish didn't exist <laughs> uh, but um yeah uh yeah that's that's cool yeah, it's cool. So uh, uh, thank you, to <clears throat> Lady Glitch, for sending that to me. I will send you the cash for that at some point. Ooh. Well, the sun is going down. The moon is rising. 
both oh, moons no. both moons yeah and yeah i feel like it's about time to 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 wrap this up uh this has been episode 100 of too much energon if you want to support the show go to patreon.com slash lazycomb l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b we're at the single five dollar tier known as the gary tier you get bonus preamble audio which i've talked about in this episode you get commentary tracks which we've talked about in this episode you get our news and current events program lasercomb tonight and you also get the opportunity to pick a show for us to review a random episode on the Lasercomb podcast. So if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash Lasercomb. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lasercomb. Or you can follow the you can follow me on Twitter at Lasercomb as well, spelled the same way. Or you can follow the show at Too Much Energon. Or uh, you can follow and or you can follow Cal at yeah follow me on twitter too at neocal n-e-o underscore k-a-l uh we'll be back very soon with uh episode 101 of too much energon where we're going to be interviewing a certain someone and again i'm gonna gonna save save it as a surprise for who it is a little hint it has something to do with transformers (laughs) (laughs) yes it does uh and uh until then, I have been uh, Christopher, one of your hosts. And uh, I'm Cal, your other host. Uh, thanks for listening to us for the past 100 episodes. And until next time, Beast Mode. Beast Mode. Before we go, forgot to mention that we are going to be ending this 100th episode with a lengthy little audio clip that I like to call the um, uh, some of the greatest hits of Too Much Energon. <laughs> and here it is. You know what? Trying is better than doing nothing. I exactly. Say. Tr- that, that's the motto of Too Much Energon. <laughs> Trying is better than nothing, much like this podcast. <laughs> Too Much Energon. Code breach in Sector 7! Guidance system failing! Plasma cannons to full power! Shields are doing a major fade! We're going down. Yes, the planet has energy. Too much energy. Continued exposure to unaltered forms will result in permanent damage. Create alternatives based on the most powerful local creatures. Too much energy. 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 He he was lying on his back, not moving, and like presume his eyes fading black was like him, his him closing his eyes. I guess. <laughs> And then, like, ten seconds later, he just gets up and looks around. He's like, I've decided that I want to live. Too much yeah, you got the pterosaur figure, and he's, uh, he, he's like a little pterodactyl, and you're, you flip his head up, and his tail and body flips down, and, you know, bada-bing, bada-boom, he's transformed, you know? Big fucking deal. Too much energy. So I don't know, they're arguing in the ship, and it's just like, hey, Cheetor, we have a mission for you, despite the fact you fucked up every single other mission you've ever done. And he's like, no problem, big boss, blah blah, I'm a cat. Too much energy.
I'm not gonna say that Terrorsaur's like <laughs> charged up voice necessarily does it for me, but what I am gonna say is that they're on the right track. So you can see how some people might find his voice attractive. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Um, so That's sexy Terrasaur <laughs> goes, "Fuck yeah! Time to go kick Megatron's ass." Too much energy. I've been rocking about like every single thing I've ever said <laughs> about even even stuff that I know. I, after the podcast will end, I'll like smack my head and go, "What the what the hell? Why did I say? <laughs> Why did I say that?" Yeah, oh, I've had a few of those moments too. See, I just edit yeah. them out when I say them. Too much energy. Rhinox is like, Titor, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done, son? <laughs> Still an Uncle Optimus. <laughs> you gave your uncle a beer? <laughs> He's been sober for two days. Too much energon. Too much energon interference. Too much energon. Like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then he shoots, <laughs> shoots up in the air. <laughs> There's <laughs> only one. And then he eye lasers. <laughs> the holidays are coming, and what what better Christmas gifts <laughs> than the gift of me and Cal talking <laughs> the about gift of two men in their thirties talking about a cartoon <laughs> from the nineties? Dad, mom, I know that you've been together for over thirty years now, and I I just wanted to say. You should know this guy's podcast. Too much energy. He's wearing it like a beer hat on his head with like tubes going into his mouth. It's literally like a like a like a beer hat. Which 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 I kind of appreciate because like we've painted Rhinox as this like beer drinking trucker for the past like <laughs> few months now. Yeah, I'm feeling fine. <laughs> Back uh, to normal self. I can drink six more of these. <laughs> Still get up and go to work tomorrow like it ain't no thing. <laughs> I do every other day. Too much now we actually get to see uh, Dinobot's heads. Man, I'm just saying, okay, they're in the air and it's hard to hit them, yes, but if they were on the ground, what better tactical maneuver when you're surrounded other than eye lasers and your head <laughs> spinning? Perfect defense. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Too much yeah, cheetahs would eat a fucking pizza. I, I tell you what, a cheetah would eat a motherfucking rat. <laughs> and that motherfucking rat is eating all the fucking cheese. He's eating all of Aunt Ganuli's motherfucking cheese, so we ain't eating any fucking pizza because there's no fucking cheese. So have the fucking cheetah eat the fucking rat so he ain't eating our fucking cheese so we can eat some fucking pizza, yeah? Hey, Louie, how much a fucking cheetah cost? <laughs> yeah, I know a guy, you know. Too much this is mostly going to be us talking about the Raptorbot Chronicles and Metal Gear Solid, I think. Actually, after the episode ended, I was like, huh, I wonder what Dinobot was up to during this whole episode because he doesn't appear. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, whatever he was doing is probably more interesting than whatever's happening in the episode. I like the multiverse where Scorponok and Pterosaur are alive. And Quick Strike is not. <laughs> I feel like my uh, my life would have turned out differently if uh, that had been the season two of Beast Wars that I had grown up watching. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I, I could. I think it's safe to say that uh, the whole world would have been in a better place. <laughs> Too much energy. I'm amazed that there are good plans on the show again. <laughs> Usually it's just like, blah, 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 Beast Wars once and for all. Too much energy. Like, he literally gets up in his face. puts him in a headlock. That make you angry? You fucking nerd? <laughs> <laughs> puts him in a headlock, gives him a doggy. Yeah, Say that... Calabar! No! Say Calabar! No! <laughs> that was my filthy beast name! <laughs> you like being called Galabar, don't you? No! Say you like it! Say you like it, you little bitch! You like being called Galabar! Okay! Yes! 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 The old Megatron's back! Yeah. <laughs> Priest mode. Too much energy. Cheetor is uh, starting to doubt Optimus's uh, comp, 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 competence. Competence. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know why I couldn't get that word out. Computer graphic. Computer generated uh, insurgency. Insurgency. <laughs> there we go. That's what. That's what CGI means. That's too much energon cannon now. Too much energon. So this, see here, this, uh, this golden bud, this one's for you. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he shakes, he it. <laughs> shakes it and he cracks open the, uh, the golden key, the, the, what's the key called again? The key to Vector Sigma. So, okay, so he- Sigma he balls, Gary! <laughs> and he, he sprays Gary Primal <laughs> with the laser from the- your Sigma key. And, um, well, like, balls carry. <laughs> Too much energy. Although I was here Spirit is some... willing, but the flesh is spongy. We. <laughs> the name of my sex name. Too much energy. Play like the conspiracy music. <laughs> <laughs> like this fucking, like, conspiracy the, TikToks. The, the X Files theme. <laughs> fade into the Illuminati. Fade into the. <laughs> The intro. Oh. A rubber alien on it, like an autopsy table. <laughs> okay, okay. And then just like random cuts of like Beast Wars toys. <laughs> Beast Wars toys with like their limbs. Like like them just lying on a table beside each other. And then Meg right. the shot of Megatron with his like spark thing that he would like torture Rampage with. As the X-Files theme is playing. Him holding the scalpel coming into the screen. <laughs> Is one of them a squid? That's not very maximal. Optimus oh, right, Lion. Okay, so Depth Charge broke the, the max, the the mammal rule, or bird or rule, right? But there's a squid here. So fish can go on either side. If you're like a squid, you can join the maximals. If you're a shark, you can join the predacons. So, there's no rules here. I don't know. So sea life are the, the, the bisexuals of the Beast Wars world. Yeah, they can go either way. <laughs> they can go either way. Too much energy. And that's why the base is made of plastic. Because kids, this is kind of genius. Kids are playing this game. Make the bottom plastic. <laughs> so, so when they spill their whiskey, when they milk. inevitably spill their whiskey and coke, <laughs> it doesn't hit the board or the cart. Too much energy. Now listen here, Gary, we didn't always see eye to eye, and, you know, I made some mistakes, especially after having, uh, you know, 12 too many beers, but, uh, you know, you were always all right by my books, and uh, 
Well, now I'm I'm paying the price for uh, all that shit that I did. So uh, peace out. Here's to pour, you. Pour one out for me when you get back home, brother. <laughs> it's kind of an unceremonious end to Rhinox. Anyway, too late for you, man. Stop. You gotta stop drinking a twelve pack a day. Take it down to six. Too much energon. Too much energon. Too much energon. Too much energon. Huh? Uh, oh, no, not that. Ah! More than a sufficient amount.